I don't care if I look stupid or not. Drink vodka in moderation, kid. <laughs> Never trust a big booty in a smile. I'm always trying to shove it in the back. And sometimes I don't know if you're yoking or not. Hold still. Hold still. Hold still. Damn, boy, straight to door. Why sound like Bane? What's like on that? Look at all this way to be awkward. Bad Boys Broadcast, and I want you to listen, but don't believe too much what they say, but they're not high school people, all right? So maybe they are right, okay? Right. Have a great time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He almost sounds like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was that, Harley? Uh, shit, I can't think of his name now. Um, Which on the spot? Okie dokie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was Mario. Yeah, it's a looks like him, too. Oh, yeah. Close. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did oh. not. Come on, Harley. Nothing? Oh, not I, can almost, I can see his name, the room director. Laney's favorite actor. Wasson. The late great Tommy Wussow. Wussow, that's right. Tommy Wussow. Wussow. R.A.P. Tommy Wussow. So we're on episode. Um, I'm fuck. I'm, I'm I'm surprised you haven't said anything because he's not dead. I kept saying he's trying to fuck with you. I was gonna say, is he dead? I thought yeah, he was. Yeah, I didn't know that that's what's sad. That's what's sad. I, well, I mean, I was I said R.I.P. Tommy. You, you, I was looking it up. I was like, there's no way he's dead. Tony's like, no is he way. dead? Nobody. I must have really shocked you guys in. Yeah. Booyah. Well, I'm. You know, I think remember, I think I remember. I remember looking him up on Wikipedia, and it actually doesn't have his birthday on there. And so, yeah, remember, remember um, it doesn't because he's like a vampire. It, we don't know how old he is. Yeah, he don't, we don't know how old he is, and he looks weird. So he could be. I think he's the idea created. is he's like Anakin Skywalker. He's like Jesus, like he don't even have parents. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was just created. So, so the fact that maybe he died without us knowing wouldn't be that big of a surprise. He died and re resurrected and came back. Oh Jesus! No, yeah, that's it. Tommy Jesus. Tommy Jesus. Tommy Whistler. Tommy Jesus. Tommy Jesus. Episode five nineteen. Tommy <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man, here we go. There we go. We're almost at five twenty. We're at five nineteen right now. The Bad Boys Podcast. Your favorite podcast you like to listen to when you're driving in your car, when you're with your girl, when you're weightlifting, working out, crossfitting, maybe you installing some drywall maybe you're working on your tool shed outside maybe you're watching 100 movies and you got your kids sleeping there maybe you maybe what else maybe you don't listen to the podcast anymore <clears throat> or you maybe you never listen to the podcast to begin with conspiracy theories out there let us know you got your aluminum hat on let us know if that's for real but the people that are listening thank you for joining us we appreciate it I'm your host Fonzo aka Mike Lowry joining me as always Harley, aka Marcus Burnett, and I'm Tony, aka MCP. What is going on? Yep. Man? We we haven't started with Tommy in a long time. That was, that was a nice uh, we've speaker. never started with Tommy. He was oh, an out, he was an outro for a little while, and oh. I never I never chopped him up into an intro. So, yep, that was a debut. 
Oh, well, there you go. What's well, fitting since you know he passed away, so it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate since he was fake news. <laughs> Hal Halbrick has survived. He's still alive. Oh man, by the way, he's still alive, right? God, I hope so. Now I feel terrible. Real quick, before we get started, we'll do a blast from the past. This is from my boy Harley. Wants to play the birthday game. You guys remember? You guys are old. School. Oh yeah, yeah. Know. Let's do it. Let's do so it. Let's let's do it. Come on. And unfortunately, these actors and actresses, uh, good luck. <laughs> oh, no. Any of them. Oh, no. We're going to start with Lily Reinhardt. That name sound familiar? No. I'm going to click on her name and see what I get. I get. She's on the show Riverdale. She's in the movie called Kings of Summer. A movie called Chemical Hearts that my neighbors just saw, and they talked about that uh, just last I, night. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know. And oh, she was in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Which one? The new one. Your favorite? Oh no. Okay, so she must have been young. So I'm gonna go uh, 24, 29. Fucking Harley nailed on the head. 24. <laughs> oh really? Oh shit! Yeah, God damn. <laughs> I, I was just—I was just thinking of the average age of the actresses that were on that movie, yeah. and you know, I, so I just guessed twenty-four. There you go. How about how about Jacqueline Jacqueline Bissett? That's not that name sounds familiar. Sounds like an old person. She was in Bullet. Oh yeah, okay. So. Murder on the Orient Express. Under the, the original, casino? yeah, Casino Royale, nineteen sixty-seven. Oh shit, She's seventy-three, seventy-six. Let's see, some confidence in that one. And we got seventy-six. Oh shit, we got ourselves a tie. Yeah. Wait, Tony got that one on the head. You goddamn right. Nice job, Tony. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, okay. You guys know this name. Oh, Richard Keel, man. You know Richard Keel? Nope. He was on, and uh, he played uh, Mr. Larson in Happy Gilmore. He was Jaws and Moonraker. Oh, that big motherfucker. (laughs) With the Uh, head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to hit it off Frankenstein's fat foot. Uh, he's old. He, I mean, he was probably sixty back. I'm gonna go eighty. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go eighty-one. Damn. Uh, yeah, he's damn. old. And don't know who it is. You remember Goldeneye, Tony? He, he had the steel tooth. Uh, Jaws. Maybe, maybe the like a like a. Remember Happy Gilmore? He's bending that golf club. He's fucking intimidating shooter McGavin. I go for another seventy-six. Okay, 74. Ha! You're closer. So congratulations, Tony. We haven't played in forever, and you came out with a <laughs> about that. Really that I knew it was old. Yeah. Born September 10th, died September 13th. I love oh. my life. I have a wonderful family. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's, that's beautiful. That's, see, that's, a, that's a noble winner right there. <laughs> Beautiful speech right there. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Nice so real quick, uh, the Dune trailer came out. Anyone excited about I it? Saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, man. You saw I'm super trailer? excited. 
Not so much because of the trailer, but just because the, the director. Bellini. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what he did with with Blade Runner twenty forty nine was absolutely, absolutely marvelous. So, the the look of twenty of uh, Dune looks awesome. Um, it sounds like from everything that the studios are giving him just carte blanche to fucking blanche. carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants. So. Um, yeah, I'm all about it, dude. I'm, I'm almost, I, I'm probably more excited to see that than, than, um, Tenet just because uh, ultimately I am a sci-fi lover, you know? Um, sci-fi lover. so, um, yeah, no, I'm all about it for right. sure. I mean, the trailer is nothing. I mean, you know, obviously long but, too, like two fifty six. Yeah. So. It's cool, and it, you know, um, what was I watching? Was it something we watched? I asked Tony, last? and then you keep talking, so okay, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Show, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Not, yeah, no Tony, did you see the trailer? Nope. Oh, there you go. So, All right. Same Harley. No, here's what's funny. <laughs> Back here's to you in the part. studio, Harley. Tony's <laughs> <laughs> the um, one, he's like, man, we ain't found shit. <laughs> man, we ain't found shit. He's like, it's um, raining outside. All right, here's the best part. Oh, the desert. Here's the best part. Like, uh, so, um, Ryan, like Ryan, I was talking to Ryan about it. I'm like, nope, not gonna watch it. Uh, uh like back. Oh, right. He just wants to talk about it too. Right. He's and he posted it. And then he tells me, dude, don't watch it. You know you're going to enjoy the movie more if you don't watch the trailer. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Cool. Because it's like, it's it's tempting, you know, all this hype built around it. And then uh, one of uh, my coworkers from work sends me a message in the, in the work channel. He's like, hey, do you see this new trailer? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. Knock that off. And then he's like, wait a minute. Ryan just texted me to not talk to you about the trailer. Oh, he just <laughs> like, missed it. Yeah, it was like everything. Like, yeah, my bad. Looking out for me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan sent, sent that text he read. He's like, whatever you do, do not ask Tony about the trailer for Doom. Yep. It's all caps. And he's like, fuck. He's all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I've, I've like, avoided get that trailer it. out of my face. I've avoided it. I've seen, like, like, some articles with like a screenshot uh, that I hadn't seen yeah. before. I'm like, shit, I got something new got revealed. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm almost nothing about it on Twitter. And like, I guess there was like a Zoom interview with like like the cast, like a bunch of them in the cast. That's pretty yeah. cool looking. Yeah, I don't know if it was on like, one of those talk shows, but that's on YouTube there. But uh, it's funny enough. So yeah, it looks cool. I mean, Batista's in it, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, big names and. I don't know. Oh, the, uh, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen the other ones, but uh, I don't know if uh, how do you feel about the other one. I think the David Lynch one did. He did one, and I tried watching. I tried watching the first one. We yeah, watched. I, I think we watched Dune the original on on the podcast years and years uh, ago. I don't remember. I don't yeah. Think so. I mean, yeah, I remember. I think it was one of those movies that was um, the studios got involved. Hmm. I don't see it. They were heavy-handed on the studio. Maybe I just watched it as an extra. I, I like remember some, seeing it. Someone like, may have hmm. talked about it on episode fifty-six because it's on there. As, as it's on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably watched it and just saw it as an extra. It. Real quick, too, on IMDb right now, I'm looking at Am Sandler and Homegirl from Happy Gilmore. Looks like they're reunited for the new movie called Hoobie Halloween, which will come out on Netflix on October seventh. Hmm. That's cool. 
made their magic work again, you know, like uh, Adam and uh, Drew. 20 years uh, later. Oh, that's, yeah, that's cool. Now he's doing a Halloween movie, so I'm about that. So, cool. Um, let's see, is there anything else before we get into extras? Any other news that came out? Any box office? Any box office, Harley? Mm-hmm. Bad Boys. Bad Boys for Life. Number one movie of the year. <laughs> there you go. That's all you had to say. Bam. Oh, man. Burr, 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 burr. What about Chris Evans and his fucking cell phone? What happened there? He was trending for a while. Apparently, Chris Evans he posted uh, not safe for work pictures to his Instagram story or something. Oh, is, is that what it was? Yeah. I thought I read something about he had, somebody was looking through his phone and came with, came across a picture that says uh, something about it. It was a picture of him and it said... <laughs> Uh, protect that pussy or something when it was with his face. <laughs> That's funny. Because they kept showing that picture, you know. But my favorite uh, uh, tweet about it was uh, his character from Scott Pilgrim walking or walking with his phone and he's looking at it and he goes, Ugh, that's actually That's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. I was like, oh, that wins. That wins for me. That was fucking great. That was hilarious. Um, real quick, too. I was um, earlier in the week, let's say last week, or, or, or yeah, or yeah, this past Monday, I think I was watching the Sandlot documentary came up on my YouTube recommended. It was like a hour and a half, so it was pretty long. You know, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm looking at other characters. I'm like a lot of them are there. You know, like six or seven other characters are grown up, and I'm seeing. I'm looking at one of them. He's missing. Benny the Jet was missing. So I started reading the comments and started saying, "Oh yeah, he ain't gonna make it. He he showed up at a Mighty Ducks reunion once, but he ain't coming to this." And I'm like, well, "I wonder why." Started looking up his name. Started looking up him online. And apparently he was in some, he's an LA firefighter now. Stopped acting, came an LA firefighter, that's the kids. And then he was involved in an incident a couple of years back on Halloween night. Uh, him and his buddies, you know, having a Halloween party, drinking. One of his friends is just as, um, he man. And this, this Asian man who's recording on his phone vertically. And he's passing out candy to kids. And they're asking, what are you doing here? Why are you passing out candy? He's like, we got candy. What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just, you know, passing out candy. My grandma used to live here. He's like, what's she doing anymore? So, you know, they're going out there yelling at him. He feels threatened. They're, they're, they're threatening him. He's like, we're not doing nothing. We're just walking on the street. So for some reason, it was like six parts of the cell phone. They were just recorded like in six parts. So they keep watching until like they, uh, the fifth one, they look like they run after him. The sixth one, they're like, they're like got a huge chokehold on him. One of the guys that caught him in the back. And they're saying all the right things, you know, like stop resistance, stop resisting. Why are you doing that? Why are you giving out? Drug least candy to kids, you know? And I'm thinking, huh, whose side do I, you know, cause so many videos like this now, right? You gotta watch the whole story. You can't just say, you know. Yep. Like, oh. you gotta, you gotta get both sides. So you can't say, oh, they did this for that. Or well, why are they saying that? Cause they're fucking protecting each other, right? They're pros. But one of the guys, one of the fire fucking firefighters was him, fucking Ben Jet. And, uh, he's there and he's got like his knee on the guy's back and, they hold him down for a really long time when they flip him over and they got to do CPR. The motherfuckers like that, you know? It's fucking, it was nuts, you know? Right. So, yeah, so that's what happened that guy. That's why he was at the Sandlot reunion. It was crazy. It sucks. Yeah. He got squints. He got all of them, you know? Smalls. It's, it was cool. They went back to the, the field in Utah. I guess that's where it's filmed. It was just neat to see. But, but then he's got down that rabbit hole of that, you know? I was like, huh. Interesting. So, uh, 
yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up. You know, it's, it's just interesting to see an actor not acting anymore and then getting some shit, you know. And I think it was in 2014 or something, so. Uh, yeah, so. So, Tony, you had no extras, right? Nope. Okay. Oh, you know what? I do have another one. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I saw a movie called Fade to Black on uh, Shutter last um, on Monday. Yeah, Monday. I've been wanting to see this for a while. It just popped up on Shutter. It's a movie that came out in 1980. A shy, lonely film buff embarks on a killing spree against those who uh, Roby, Roby, and betray him. All. All the while stalking his idol, a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Directed and written by Brian right. Z- Zimmerman. Z- uh, stars Dennis Christopher, Tim Thomerson, and Guilford. Not really doing on anybody, except for Mickey Rourke. A young Mickey Rourke shows up. Who, oh, works, wow. who works where he works at, too. Um, like, in, like in film. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 just, I just love the premise. The poster's cool. He's like holding like a, he's got like a popcorn in one hand. He's got a soda in the other. And he's got like half his pa- face painted like a vampire. His other hand is like a mummy, and then other hand like a monster, and uh, you know he's just a huge film buff. He knows all of these things, and it's cool. Like everything's going smooth, you know. He's, he's living with his aunt, he's like in a wheelchair, and uh, she's uh, super mean to him. And he's just he's trying to live his life, right? And he meets this one girl who's uh, jogging with a friend, and she looks absolutely like Marilyn Monroe. Like, oh man, they casted her perfectly. This hot little Australian number, and she's just gorgeous to look at. So he, you know, he's obviously wants to go over there. Spark a conversation like, oh, they might, they might, this might work, you know. This, uh, might think some good things might start pulling for this guy. She forgets about the date, he gets all upset, you know. Didn't realize she totally forgot she went over there where they were supposed to meet, and he wasn't, she wasn't, he wasn't there anymore. But the thing started spiraling under control where, like, he starts the, um, imagining things and, and, uh, you know, things just start getting worse and worse for him. So he'll dress up as a cowboy in one scene, he'll dress up as a vampire in another scene, and he starts reenacting the movies. And, uh, and he just goes on, you know, he just finally ends up losing, you know. He's just a man who can't take it anymore. <laughs> he just won't take it anymore. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. It wasn't too long. You know, like I said, 1980. Uh, I think Dennis Christopher, he was, he was great. He, I thought he, he, he played the role great. And, uh, and it was just cool to see Mickey Roar too, uh, to be in there as well. Um, and, and it was cool. They did, they filmed like the last, like, uh, like the whole, um, Final shot, like in on Hollywood at the Chinese Grammys Theater, which I thought was pretty neat. I never seen that before in a movie. You know, you always you know mention Hollywood and this and that, but to actually have a piece of Hollywood and Hollywood Boulevard in the movie, I'm sure it's been in other huh. movies as well. But uh, but to have it to be like this final set piece and actually be that place, that was kind of fitting for him trying wanting to be an actor and stuff like that. So um, yeah, Fade to Black Man was really cool. I'm, I'm buying it for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. What you got, Harley? Back and forth. I, uh, yeah, I, I watched, um, I'd actually seen the first part months ago, like a year ago. And then, um, we watched it as a family in two days. So we watched the, uh, four part, each part's about an hour long, came out in 2017. I don't know who made it. I, I don't know that if, if it's on Netflix, it's, it's, you know, it's like Netflix exclusive kind of thing. Um, it's a documentary on Trump and it follows his life from, I think it starts from about 75 ish and it ends right at 2016. And 
Do they have um, access to him, or is this from like other footage from other? Stuff? So, so um, no, they didn't interview him for the documentary. Gotcha. Um, all the people in the dock are people that knew him, did business with him, worked with him, uh, interviewed him. So the interesting thing, and I, I, um, I, I analogize this to uh, the Mormon Church, ironically. So. Uh, the founder of the Mormon Church, Joseph Smith, was um, uh, a prophet, or he believed himself to be a prophet. He dug up some gold tablets, um, and but he was uh, he was alive in the mid eighteen hundreds, where there's like record of him, right? Like there's actual people wrote stories, and we have actual. It's not like it's not like Jesus who lived two thousand years ago. And the written history of him is essentially non-existent. And so we basically just have to go with the fictitious stories that have been told through the centuries. No, these people were alive very recently, and there's lots of documented history and cases with them. These people are con artists, right? Um, And Trump was a con artist from day one since the mid 70s right so uh 74 was i think um when he built or when he bought the first hotel in new york city that he sort of renovated and and then from then on he builds the trump tower from essentially scratch and then he goes on to develop some more buildings build some buildings um buys some then he buys some casinos and um did they ever show him eating macaroni in a pot no i i did not see that i I missed that but the the interesting thing about it is the guy has been a whore for media for seven days a week all yeah absolutely he's a freak so there's like unlimited interviews video like he's he did a million interviews with every magazine every television every i mean so so you go back and there's just a there's just a there's a smorgasbord of of him yapping about the most excellent the greatest the bestest i am the king he does not speak any differently now at his rallies at the age of 76 than he did when he was 30 years old. It's the exact same sort of vernacular. And it's like one part used car salesman, one part cult leader and two parts imbecile. Like you make that pull out game weak, huh? Wow. Wait, what? Now I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) So, so sorry my 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 review is so boring but um so it basically uh-huh, just kind of making that what cu- pussy. yeah there you go oh yeah just grab him by the pussy hey bring a bucket so and a mop it goes through yeah. sort of the the um the big moments you know obviously it it addresses you know, he's been married three times. He's got five kids with three different women. Uh, but then as he's cheating on his first wife, 
he's literally being interviewed that, and I think Tony, you just hit the drop. Uh, the family is the most important thing in the world. And it's like everything about every time he speaks, it's, it's lies or hypocrisy or, and, and nothing has changed. It, that's the thing that's, that's fascinating is he's no different than he was 40 fucking years ago when he was 30 years old. You're the most you know, amazing he, guy. <laughs> I mean, he has, he has been, he's as humble this, as art. This l- lunatic. No, it, it's, that's the funniest thing is he's been playing this caricature for 40 fucking years no you're right but to somebody like you and me we look at it we just laugh because the ridiculousness the insanity you know and the funny thing you'll appreciate this fonzo Um, you know who he ripped off with his campaign so there was actually he 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 hinted that he was going to run for presidency at three different times. Once in 1988, there was this big push that this guy wanted him to become president. And so he went to this big, like, campaign thing that this guy started. And Trump showed up to it and did a lot of, like, you know, like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'll only run if I know I can win. And just, just the, just the bullshit, right? And then 2012, I think, before Obama, yeah, it was it was right after Bush Jr. He also hinted that he was going to run for, and that one he got really close to, and he was going to run as an independent, uh, but somebody else ran as an independent, and so he 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 decided to back out. He took every page from Jesse Ventura when he ran. And one as an independent and as the governor of Minnesota. And the page that he took was to be real hardcore aggressive and just talk shit about his opponents. Right? Just be like real hardcore and just just dog. Not actually have a plan. Not actually have... Uh, something that you're standing for, not say I'm going to cut taxes for these people, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to support the military, or I'm going to do this. N- never having, he's a populist, right? And that's the exact same thing Jesse Ventura ran f- did. Is he was just a populist? He didn't actually stand for anything. He just wanted to discourage you from voting for his opponent. And in that case, in Minnesota. He he did no, no, a good no, enough. Any other word? What what other word? The one you can't pronounce. I keep wanting to say Minneapolis, but that's the city in Minnesota, and he was the governor of Minnesota. So I keep trying to say Minneapolis, and oh, then I say Minnesota. So, um, uh, you know, he he beat two the Republican and the Democrat, mm. and and it's the same thing with Trump. Trump essentially ran as an independent in the sense of. He's not a conservative, and anyway, he's not even a neocon. Like he's, he's just this weird populist cult leader, and it's just weird that he has this 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 cult following, which is which. The funny thing is, and I'll, I'll try to wrap it up. Jesus, thank is you. he's basically he he basically got a start off ripping off the tax man by uh, essentially. Um, 
tricking the state of New York into giving him tax-free builds. So if you look back, he took a page out of his dad's book. His dad uh, developed these huge multi-thousand cheap apartment complexes in like the Bronx. And Trump wanted to sort of take that page that his dad exampled, but do it on a larger scale of of big expensive hotels and that's what he that's what he focused on was the big lavish and that's what his sort of branding was based on but what happened was everything he built was on debt right and so for 10 15 years he just goes into debt by buying up everything he possibly can well all that all that debt comes due in the late 80s early 90s and he files bankruptcy he loses all of his wealth. In fact, the 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 documentary basically inclines that he's basically zero. He basically has zero net worth it, it, all the way up into the mid nineties because he owes so much money, and then he ends up filing bankruptcy. And the, all this came out during the during his presidential run, but people didn't care. They just looked past it. And I thought this is a really good example of a lot of people voting for somebody. Not because he was a good guy, but because he got off scot-free ripping off the tax system and ripping off the idea of you can buy shit and never have to pay for it. And millions of Americans, they love that idea. They buy brand new cars that they take seven, eight years to pay off. They buy homes that they can never afford. It's it's the I it's the old I'd gladly uh, pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today, kind of thing. He 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 made a career out of that for decades, and he essentially flaunted it. He never tried to hide it. Every time they interviewed him, he was like, "Yeah, I'm ripping off the system." And so the fact that he kind of that was his kind of his his running thing. Is, is no surprise. And to be honest with you, it's not a surprise that a lot of people celebrated that. It's like, it's like celebrating OJ. It's like, you know, he beat the system and he continues to beat the system and he continues and Trump continues to beat the system to this day. So, and it, it, it's sad. It's sad that, that, that we've celebrated that, that people celebrate that and that he's, he's this sort of like, you know, I mean, obviously now, you know, he's a caricature. He's he's just this sort of orange glob of jello with this fucking bizarre hair and the 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 mask. He wears a fucking mask of orange paint. It's bizarre that he and he, and then you see this real clear line like where his temple is, where his natural skin, which you could you see know, back you in know like Johnny Depp played Donald Trump. When did? In the fire when? die skit. Oh, the interesting. Art, Art of the Deal movie. You know that book he wrote. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he didn't write it, and and they interviewed the ghostwriter that wrote it, and he said Trump's a sociopath. He's a narcissistic sociopath. In the, the doc, uh... I was gonna say the doc actually tries to play it down the middle. It, it doesn't try to demonize him. It just literally tries to show his life up until 2016. It doesn't address. Funny or Die presents a satirical satirical edition of Donald Trump's 1987 best-selling business book, The Art of the Deal. And Johnny Depp played it. He played, he's fucking Donald Trump. That'd be interesting to see that. Oh, there you go. So, 
Um, yeah, it's fascinating. The guy never really accomplished anything besides Holy shit, ripping off the tax man. Brown. So anyway, if anybody's actually curious about sort of the origins of Trump and 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 you know how he becomes who he does, uh, it's definitely worth. It's it's obviously you know it's not uh, forty five minutes long; it's four hours long, but uh, it's well done. So yeah, it gets a high dollar for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. And then, uh, so that's this Saturday. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. <laughs> there we go. See, that's what happens when Harley starts talking about movies. That's there you go. Right, Tony. What else did they say? Uh, come on, catch up. Oh, Put this pussy right in your face. See? Swipe your there nose you like a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Her lips are so profound lyrics right there. What else you got, Tony? I want you to park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. There you go. You ever get? You ever have a girl say that to you, Harley? Uh, in a different accent, but yeah, oh yeah. Was that right? Shit, <laughs> damn. <laughs> sort of fight freak over here, Tony. There you go. He you to park that Big Mac truck right in the little garage. Was it like that? Did it sound like that? Yeah, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, and it was a guy too that sent it to Harley. <laughs> oh man. Primo Ikne, Jibim Summiting to Beliavin. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beating. Wow. I don't, I don't even understand what they're even saying. Right? I, yeah, I couldn't even understand it, yeah. Yeah, that accent's weird. What is that? What accent is that? That was French. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, French. but I'm looking for a beating. Doesn't sound the same. No, not quite. Not quite. Uh, what else we got? Au revoir. Au revoir, French accent. Adios. Yefiat Mayas is a boton fiadir. Portuguese. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, not the same. You got to hear those lyrics, you know? All right, last one. Someone pissing? Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Whoa. I was Whoa. drinking water out of my water bottle, sir. You're fucking taking a piss break. <laughs> I got a piss bucket over here. There you go. So, yeah, so this Saturday, uh, we, we, we skipped last Saturday because our neighbor wasn't home. She was in Arizona on that heat wave was going on, and she said it was 120 over there when she was down there. Fuck all that, yeah. So we skipped Saturday movie night, but this Saturday we had movie night, and uh, Amy and our neighbor G, she said, "Hey, you know what we like?" So I married an axe murder. Came out nineteen ninety three. Comedy romance: A San Francisco poet who fears commitment suspects his girlfriend may have a knack for killing off her significant others. Directed by Thomas, Sh- I want to say Shalom. It sounds funny. Uh, writer Robbie Fox. Sorry, Mike Myers, Nancy Travis, Anthony Lapaglia. Interesting cast. Amanda Palmer shows up too from Edmund Murray from uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, uh, Phil Hartman, rest in peace. Stephen Wright, the guy on the couch. Uh, Charles Grodin, oh. the cameo. David Mazar makes a cameo. And uh, yeah, this came out, I want to say, 93. Was Wings, did Wings World come out before this? 
or this yeah, this came out after. I'm trying to think. Let's see. Austin Powers Four announced. What the hell? Let's see. Wayne's World came out in 1992, and then he did. Okay, so so I again, so I murdered the very next year, 93. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, this one. Just, there's some funny parts, but it just didn't really work for me. Um, I like Mike Myers, but he was playing like this weird, like you know, the coffee and jazz poets, like you know, the uh, they're doing their beatnik, boom, boom, the bass, you know, and they're hey, he's got a cigarette in his hand, he says, and he's you know, they're doing their fucking poem reading, you know what I'm talking about? Like a, you know, a fancy coffee shop or some shit. Yeah, I could picture yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, I just didn't dig it. And then, um, um. He's following this girl. We don't know. It was just weird the way it's like. I don't know if the way it's directed or just like, like, like is this his only job? Is he a poet? Because he has a lot of fucking free time to follow this girl around. And then we meet her, and they like go on one date, and then I don't know. The structure is just odd to me. Um, didn't really buy him like going out for a while. You know, they had like one scene. It's full fucking nineties. He's got this such a nineties like uh, grunge. Not grunge, but like '90s alternative music. They, you know, Spin Doctors and all this shit on the movie. Um, it's, in, it's what's cool is in San Francisco and it's filmed there. Actual, you know, beautiful shots of the Golden Gate Bridge and different locations. So that's kind of cool. See, his dad, uh, uh, Mike Myers played his dad, who's Scottish, which is pretty much Fat Bastard before Fat Bastard. You know, so it's just interesting seeing it now because before that was like super funny, and, and uh, he's making fun of this kid's gigantic head, which is like the only part I actually laughed at. Other parts are kind of just like forcefully laugh, you know. And to me, I just I don't know. I just felt kind of awkward because I'm like, yeah, this is not as funny, you know. You can't make a you can't hit with every Saturday night movie, unfortunately. Um, but they seem to like it. Amy said it held up for her, so she did too. So I'm like, that's cool, you know. Um, for me, I don't know. I just I, I wasn't feeling it, and uh, so it's going to be a waste of time. That would be a waste of time. I'd much rather watch Wayne's World. Like I can watch that every day, and I get tired of it. And those jokes, those fucking jokes hit, you know. Funny. Which is funny because this one, you know, uh, to make it somebody else wrote it. I wonder if he wrote. I wonder if he wrote Rainfall, though. Let me see. I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure he has input, you know, and he could ad lib and stuff. But I'd be curious if he had any. Oh yeah, see, it's based on his characters. Yeah, see. Like, yeah. So he wrote it with Bonnie Turner, Terry Turner. Yeah, see, that's why it feels a little more, I think, more uh, more genuine and more, uh, more personal. So, yeah. So what do you guys got? What do you got? That's it, I think. Oh, you didn't see anything else? Mm-mm. Okay. Did I, have, did I have something else, Tony? Yeah, I only have those three. Oh, Edward 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 Scissorhands, yeah. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I saw that today. We're like, hey, kids, you guys got to watch this. Right. Let's go get some dessert real quick. Come back and watch it. Uh, written directed by Tim Burton. Story by Carly Thompson. Starring Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Diane Weiss. We kept saying, hey, kids, look, that's Will Myers' mom for Stranger Things. <laughs> we got to relate to him in certain ways now. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, Anthony Michael Hall's in it. Um, the great fucking Alan Arkin. God, I love that, man. When he shows up, in fact, he was in... Uh, that was another funny part. So I married Max Moore, actually. He was like, um, he was like, he was a chief command, like the cop, like the main guy. And, uh, we, Mike Myers' friend was like, uh, how come you never come in and yelling at us and telling, you know, like the, the, the cliche, you know, cop, 
So throughout the movie, he's yelling at him, trying to be that guy, you know. And after he he would do a speech, he go, "How was that? Was that a little more?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's better. It's getting better," you know. So that was that was funny. Forgot about that scene. But we also have Vincent Price who played the inventor in uh, in Man vs. Hands, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I remember this. Remember seeing the trailers for this as a kid, but never got to see it in the theater. I just always remember that scene where the kid from Honey I Shrunk the Kids was like, uh, "Oh, can I take him to show and tell?" You know, and you, got, and you see him in front of the class and he just shows the scissors and freak jumps back in their seats. Uh, it's a really funny, like, um, all the houses are different colors. You know, you got Diane Weiss, this Avon lady, going to everyone's home in the very beginning. And then she sees this huge mansion, like, in the end of the cul-de-sac, right? All these houses like, are bright and colorful. And then you got this huge gothic black castle and, and she meets Edward. She brings him home. And, you know, fish out of water story. And, uh, and it's it's super cute. The music by Danny Elfman is just fucking terrific. Alan Arkin's great. I think Michael Hall is a dick in it. Um, Johnny Depp's performance is awesome. Nona's super cute in it. And I could watch this all the time. I love it. I can give this later. Going to Tim Burton's. Wow. I think my favorite. That was a fucking movie. Yeah, just because I can watch it so many times. It's cool. And then fucking LeBron James dressed up as Edward Scissorhands one time for Halloween. If you want to see some interesting pictures, look, look that up shit online right now. <laughs> Yes, that was it. Right, Tony? It's like the macaroni, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, real quick before we get started. I, um, um, one little slide note here. Uh, there was this commercial online. It was like, um, the Travis Scott meal from McDonald's. I didn't think it was real. You know, um, people were seeing it on like TikTok and stuff. I'm like, this can't be real. And I saw the commercial for it. And sure enough, Travis Scott, you know, the rapper Travis Scott, he's got his own meal on uh, at McDonald's. And I was yeah. like, hey, I was like, hey, crew, you want to try it? He's like, yeah, I didn't think it was real. And uh, I'm like, well, right, let's go try it then. So we go there uh, to McDonald's, and sure enough, right in the menu, it says a Travis Scott meal. And it says, it's lit. <laughs> and it says, limited edition collab. The McDonald's, man, they're cool as shit, dude. They, they get down with fucking hip hop. It's hilarious. Uh, so it's got like a little cartoon like stop motion he's talking about his food it's essentially it's just like a, it's a quarter pounder with cheese and bacon with like mustard mayo or mustard tomato pickles and onions and then he got french fries and Sprite but he likes to dip his fries in, in, in barbecue and uh, so we're like alright let's try it it was you know it was fucking, it was fucking delicious you know they, um, I hadn't eaten a quarter pounder in so long um, so I think they're using different meat or better meat because it's actually pretty good so I'm always used to getting the cheeseburger and those fucking patties are super tiny so the quarter pounder is a little nice surprise but I can't remember any other time I don't like 50 Cent has the vitamin water I mean that you know Beats got you know Dre's got Beats I mean I'm just, they've gone different routes and, and, and avenues right to promote themselves but I can't remember if anyone's ever had a meal on, you know yeah that's that's, like that's new to me Right? That's, that's the first time I've That's heard baller that right there, man. Right? Yeah, it's right? fucking crazy. I mean, Dolls is huge. So there's all these videos of him, you know, going out and like uh, handing out shirts and going stops stops by at a at a at a McDonald's and people are just going fucking nuts. He pulls in this crazy ass car, Harley car. He pulls up the front door and the top and the passenger door all opens up. You know what car that is? No. Well, it's a red fucking sports car. It's like uh Can you find it? Yeah, let me look up the video. If you just go like online, just I think type in the I'll find it. 
says Travis Scott fucking McDonald. And this car he pulls up in is insane. And his nickname, oh, you know what his nickname is, Harley? Hmm. You'll, you'll appreciate this. Cactus Jack. Oh, shit. Yeah, he likes to call it Cactus Jack for me. It's funny. Uh, let's see. I could just have it. There's this one. Let's try it. But it was just funny to say, like, when I was at the drive-thru, hey, can I get the Travis Scott meal? And they're like, yeah, well, what, to, what kind? What kind of drink? I was like, oh, it's like, it's just, it's just, you know, no big deal. It's just a thing. Mm. <laughs> but when they said, uh, we don't have Sprite, I'm like, what? I look over at crew, I'm like, the fucking picture says it's a Sprite. It's got to be a Sprite or it's not the actual meal, you know? Like, we're getting cheated out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. If I can find it. I'll find it. Oh, here it is. He pulls up in his... Oh, it's a Ferrari, I guess. Oh. It pulls up in a Ferrari. It's formed by fans. <laughs> I'll send you the video. You got it. Dude, when he fucking opened this door, I was like, what the fuck? The whole thing's opening now. It's insane. So... People were talking about food and the messenger and everything. Shout out to R2, man. Real quick, I forgot to mention... Uh, Coming through with Plex, man. That's that's huge. That's awesome. I appreciate that art, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Some people, you know, they can see their movie. You see it, Harley? It's right in the beginning. He pulls oh, up in that fucking go. beast. Look at that thing. Got <laughs> security guard. Hey, don't be touching. A lot of people aren't wearing masks either. But this is almost how he gets out of the car and something. But I was like, God damn, that thing is crazy looking. Just that car is fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Because he opened it up and I said the whole everything opened up, not just the, the one oh. door. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, I'm 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 giving the Travis Scott meal a dollar. <laughs> it was actually six dollars. I'd buy that for a dollar. Beautiful. That was it. Thanks, sir. <laughs> I can't remember any other time, you know. I mean, other guys have promoted stuff, right? We've seen other athletes and stuff promote other things, but I can't think of a fucking meal. Right? It's got to be a first. And it seems well, like the interest, simple... it's, not, it's not an actual product. It's He's just putting his name on an existing product, which we've it's, seen it's that. It's assembly. It's a package. Like it's the three things together that's the product, kind of like the third selling. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll have this. We already have this burger, but how do we change it up just a little bit? Yeah. And then put his name on it, and then yeah. But it worked, man. There's a bunch of food reviews on YouTube about it. You know, people going to trying it out and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I just thought it was pretty funny. Who's all about that new rap, new gangster? No, not new gangster, but he likes he likes rap. I'm a hip hop kid. Would have thought. Huh. Would have thought it, Harley. Who would have thought? Right. What do we got? What do we got? We got homework now. We got music. We got what do we got, Harley? What do we got, Tony? Uh, I'm still trying to find this damn card. Like I looked at the video you sent. I didn't see the. It's a. It's a. It's a La Ferrari. I believe is the is the make. Okay. Make and model. 
It's one of their more expensive varieties, I believe. It says it's 2.2 million. There you go. Damn. Damn. Ferrari La Ferrari Aparta? Yeah, Ferrari La Ferrari. Oh, starting it's, at uh, a million four twenty one twelve. It's one once you get into like well, I don't I don't know exactly how it works. You know, I think a lot of times these uh um celebrities I'll call them. Uh I think there's a big market to rent exotic cars. Ferrari's so, nine fifty horsepower hybrid hypercar blasts a sixty to blasts a sixty miles an hour in two point five seconds. Yeah, I knew it was a hybrid. Uh, What'd you get, Harley? If you can get a sports car, you still got a favorite? Uh, SVT Contour. That would be my dream car. Fuck, <laughs> I'll get out of here. You still rocking that uh, Lamborghini poster? I had a Lamborghini yeah. Coutage. Uh, what would be my I, if if I had to drive it every day? Mm-hmm. You know, it it would be it'd be something like a big grand touring car. It'd be like an Austin Martin or something. If it was something that, you know, I didn't have to drive every day, but I could take it to the racetrack, then I would pick a LaFerrari or um, I'd probably pick one of those like McLarens. Those are, I don't even, every couple of years they come out. I don't, I don't keep up with the new crazy exotic. The last big one was the uh, McLaren P1, which was bananas, Mm. a big hyper car. Yeah. Um, is that what you fucking with Tony? You got you you getting a Bugatti? No, no. I just know that that was they were McLaren and Bugatti were kind of like going back and forth trying to top. Yeah, Mc, the Bugatti was always sort of like I was just saying, kind of almost this grand touring car, but it always had the record for the highest speed. Right. That's um, what I mean. I think it's actually been surpassed at this point. Yeah, really? I, don't, I haven't kept it. Yeah, the the Coenizog, Coenizig, Coenizig, Coenizog, whatever. They they make some pretty. the The thing is is is, and it's no surprise. The wealthy of the world have only gotten more and more wealthy, right? right. Yep. The the Bezoses and the you know, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about real money. Trump Trump has been flaunting debt as wealth, like like he's a like he's a bankrupt rapper. Like it makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. He's been doing that for decades. He he doesn't. Have, that's why he won't let anybody look at his tax records because he's he's actually been just cheating. He's been robbing the tax man for decades. But he doesn't. It's not real wealth. See, fifty um, cent, fifty cent net worth is thirty million. Yeah, that's that's what he wants you to believe. I mean, I don't know. I maybe he is. Of course, hey, I, I don't, it's I don't, on the internet. It's got to be real, right? Yeah, it's got to be real, right? I went on celebritynetworth.com. So. Uh, you know the rich only get richer, and and if, if you go to the other parts of the world, you know shit. The the telecom giant down in Mexico was like the second richest dude in the world, and then you go to fucking China, and there's there's multi billionaires in China, and then you go to the Middle East with the oil money. Holy fuck! The, these people spare no expense when it comes to cars. Hey, Tony. So yeah. Okay, I'll say, you know what a Tarantino net worth is? No. Want to guess? No. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Harley? Uh, I'm going to go uh, 15 million. 8737540000 right. There you Tony, go. Tony, you got it right. God <laughs> damn. Right on the, 
Right Jeez. on the fucking penny. $120 million. Damn, he's worth $120 million. You want to know what Tom, Tom Cruise is? Oh, I'm sure he's... And, and what's, one of them. what's crazy is one hundred twenty million is nothing. Nothing. It's nothing compared to what the ultra wealthy. Nothing to Bezos. The it's, scale it's from a million to a billion, a billion is is, is is hard to 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 like. There's a lot of like. Tom Cruise's net worth five hundred seventy million. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Fuck. Yeah. No, the like Tony was pointing out, it's it's an exponential amount, amount a billion dollars. So a million dollars here or two million dollars for elaborate sports cars is pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Wow, so, only two sixty mil. Who? Leonardo. Oh yeah, and so <laughs> for these wealthy people to so you'll see all these like exotic spo- sports cars that are a couple million dollars. So that there's, you know, there's probably a dozen to pick from. Yeah. Tom Cruise, the wealthiest? He's probably way up there. Yeah. I'm trying to see who's better, who's got more than him. Tom Hanks last 400 million. I'm going to look up Steve Urkel. <laughs> the Leo. Why are you laughing? You got that rerun money, right? Yeah. Eight million. Damn, I was even close. Fuck. Let's try LeBron James. Anyone guess? I mean, to have damn one hundred and eighty million to have hundred million per year to have a net worth of a million dollars is not that difficult in today's day and age. You you. Own a house or two that's worth a quarter of a million dollars. You have, you know, a hundred grand in retirement account, your 401k by the time you're retired. And then you have another $50,000 in assets and between cars and jewelry and shit like that. So it's not that difficult to have net value, net worth. And that's basically what you're doing is looking at all of your assets and, and just checking them against that. And um, real estate is the big monopoly money. Chris and I like to call real estate money monopoly money. It's not. It's it it it, it counts towards your wealth. It counts towards your net worth. But you don't have you don't actually have that money. You know. So. Dane Trejo, eight million. There you go. Worth every penny. Yeah, sorry. Hey, Christopher Miller. Oh, I'm sure he's. 50, 75 million, 100 million, something like that. So shall we so shall we start on the homework? Wait for security. Oh, Tony hit the music. 250 million. Yeah, there you go. I've been waiting for you to stop talking about people's money. <laughs> Let's see. Antonio. Oh, you want me to Okay. Right. <laughs> MCP. Uh, yeah. So uh, just before we get into it, um, just remind everybody that you know, the, the, everybody's picks are in for the tournament. We are going to start a tournament uh, next week. Tournament. Do we decide de on the name? Uh, I've been going. It's the Scott recorded Tournamento de Muerte. So that's what we're going with. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it. 
yeah, yeah. A shout out to Evan for writing the little script for us too. Yeah, that was Appreciate badass. Yeah. Reed didn't write anything. I thought he was going to, but uh, I had sent it up to Scott. He already came back with it really quick. I'm like, all right, that's that's done deal. Then that's a wrap. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah. So we'll set up the bracket this week. Uh, and set up which you know the randomized the seating so everybody gets randomly uh, matched up against everyone else and everyone else's picks and teams. I'm calling them teams because that's the way they are in the bracket uh, yeah. for the matches. And then we'll start reviewing them starting next episode. Uh, we'll do uh, like three or four matches at a time for the first big bracket because it is going to be 15 teams. Um, and we'll do there. Yeah, we'll get through the first, four and then three and then that'll break it down into the next round of four and then it'll be two and then one so that'll take us uh, about five weeks right up into halloween uh and the day of the dead perfect 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 way to end this tournament uh so let me play to you play for you the uh the sound drop that scott made for us it's time for Tournamento de Muerto! <laughs> Where the bad boys perform an autopsy on your picks to determine the best on-screen death. <laughs> Let's meet our contestants. Karoshi Kiwi! Adima Evan! <laughs> Ordinary Collie! Oh, Drowning D! Come on! Come on! And Suicide Scott! Let's open him up! Damn, Tony, when he asked for ominous music. But yeah, you had fun with that, huh? <laughs> I had a little bit of fun with that one. <laughs> a little free time there, huh? That was in like the 40 minutes before we started the podcast. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Matt, I thought you were on the lab working hours and shit. Working that on one that. was, that. I was I was flying by, on the seat of my pants on that one and just like grabbing sounds from anywhere. Because gotcha. uh, you know, yeah. Harley, you know how it usually goes, you know, you that's a request for MCP. You get your ass chewed out. You're like, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this one I, I managed to just. I, I have had. You know, I was just able to edit quickly, so that was kind of cool. Hey, yeah. What is that song? Is that what is that called? That theme. The Death March, I think, is what I found. No, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Death March. That's I did looked great. up Death March sound effect, and it was funeral. I heard March. that. Okay. I think it might actually be called uh, Choppin. It's by Choppin. No. Chopin. Yeah. I, I think it's pronounced Chopin. 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 Ask, ask our robot lady. She'll tell us. Yeah. How do you say this? Well, Tony likes to refer to her. Hey, yo, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yo, bitch. <laughs> Chopin. Oh, Chopin. Chopin. So I was right, Chopin. motherfucker. How about that? For once, I was right. Chopin. Chopin. Cool. He's on fire! <laughs> By the way, Dr. Dre's net worth $820 million. 
and I made a lot of money in Atlantic City, and I'm very. That's Ooh, that's yeah. why he that's why he had to um, sell why three so of mad? them. Why you get so mad? Bankrupt. <laughs> <It's a drug>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Take it easy, Harley. Everything out of that dude's <laughs> mouth is. A You're the reason we can't have nice things, Harley. Nothing wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. <laughs> You're not a you know nice what? person. You're not a nice person. Yeah, exactly, Harley. Why? Are you, why are you so mean? He's the president of the United States of America. <laughs> Harley, I can, Tony, I can listen to Harley and Donald go at it all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want Arnold. Tony, is- Tony, I want Arnold as a referee. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> they said oh, yeah. Harley gets out of line. Listen to me very carefully. Is that I know how to take a joke. <laughs> See, Harley? Why can't you? You're loving all the all the Trump drops tonight, aren't you? That voice is like butter in your ear, huh, Harley? Uh, I played the I played the fifth. Mm. Tony, we found his kryptonite, we found a fun way to shut him up. Oh, <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> wow, that's a new one. Where's that one from? <laughs> Tony, when Hardy stops talking, play the death march. <laughs> we, we got him. Oh, what's that one where the guys are dancing with the with the urge or the the casket? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We got Harley dead, dude. We got him. We, we got him. Oh my goodness. Yeah, why can't you take? There it is. Uh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I've never heard Cardi so quiet in my entire life. This is, my, <laughs> this is the greatest episode of all time. Mark it on the calendar, it's 519. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> so we have homework or something, right, Harley? I th- we might have watched the movie. It. Tony, play that music again. <laughs> no, no, we, we gotta have, we gotta have a song with the with blood on it, right? Is it colors? Or what'd you say, Harley? What rap song do you think of? Oh shit, I don't know. Um, uh, do do colors by Ice T? Work. I want some gangs of blood rap. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking. There you go. There you go. Who chose the homework? I did. I am, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Spike Lee. I think he's done some, some amazing work. He obviously is, um, uh, outspoken uh, of African American history, obviously directed uh, Malcolm X, which I think is you know a phenomenal film. Uh, Do the right thing is another one. You know he did those two movies in three years. Um, he's done some non race related films. Uh, I've always been a huge advocate for Twenty Fifth Hour. I think that's one of my favorite Spike Lee joints. Um, and then we, of course, we just watched. Um, uh, what was the heist movie that that he d- did with uh, Clive Owen? And, and I thought that was very good. So, That's right, um, yeah. 
some of some of his other stuff I, I'm not a huge fan of. I, I just enjoyed Black Klansman we just watched, like, I don't know, a year or two ago. I thought it was another sort of poignant. That one was especially unique because it was almost a comedic take. It points out the ridiculousness a lot, a lot of the ridiculousness of of racism. And, and so um, this is kind of uh, in his wheelhouse. Um, he doesn't do historical films. So much, I think Black Klansman was probably um, maybe one of the more recent examples of that. Um, uh, this is the first take of like an action uh, war film, um, and so he, he he tries to take some elements that he's kind of famous for. Uh, it's a fascinating topic for somebody like myself who fancies history. Um, uh, I know a little bit about Vietnam. And of course, the civil rights movement is going on about the same time. Um, it's kind of wrapping up uh, during the same time of the, of the Vietnam, um, but you're really starting to see uh, some of the blatant hypocrisies of, of the government of sending tens of thousands of African Americans to their death to fight a war that you know the draft was in st- in, in place. People like Trump was dodging said draft. Um, and they, they, you know, the movie points out that they were a relatively small percentage of the U S population, uh, but they were a much larger percentage of draftees and people that went to war. And so it's a very interesting take, or it's a very interesting subject matter that I don't think it's ever been really covered before other than maybe in some historical books, uh, but not from an inter, inter, uh, from a fictitious standpoint, and um, who better to do this subject matter than Spike Lee, you know, um, just such an outspoken um, advocate for civil rights. And, and of course, we even get the little BLM movement. Um, I don't want to get into spoilers. Um, it's a it's a long movie. There's a lot to talk about if somebody wants to talk about the movie in depth. Um, it's. Um, there's a bunch of different things going on. There's a, a lot of different characters. Um, some of the performances are really, really good. There's there's a lot to like in the movie. Um, unfortunately, there's just as much to dislike in the movie. And I don't know if some of it's because I think maybe Spike's kind of lost some of his some of his the sharpness, the step. Um, Maybe they gave him too much creative freedom. I don't know. Um, the film is is ra- rather long at two and a half hours, um, and there's it feels like there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen from a from a story standpoint. So the the, the film gets a little messy. Um, it, it, so I, I was a little disappointed when it was over, um, and I can talk more about why I was disappointed. Um, like I said, there are there's there's three or four things that I really liked about the movie, but every time something happened that I really liked, something else happened that really took me out of it, and mm-hmm. and I I kind of expected more, um, and so it was Spike Lee's most expensive film. It cost like thirty thirty five million dollars. Um, yeah, and I don't know that he is. Um, he he's meant to direct a big epic war film and there's some 
you know, we have these uh, flashback elements. I liked what he did with the four by three when we go to the to the yeah. historical. Yeah, that was cool. I dug that. I really did. It was another thing so that I liked. I, it was a nice uh, cinematic to kind of, but at the same time, they didn't age the actors. Right. They so they looked them? fucking old. That tripped me Except out. I'm for, like, okay, we're going to flashback. I was like, like the same age. I'm like, uh, they look the same age. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Are we young? Well, and, and, it's and like, thinking about it, it's almost like, um, well, you've got the, the, the multiple evils, right? You either hire, um, younger, similar looking actors, but then you have right. to build, you have to have footage in the movie, take up screen time so that the audience can connect the different faces to the correct older people, right? That, mm-hmm. that eats up screen time. That's, that, right. that's so that, that's costly. You can spend a ton of money and do the digital de aging, you know, the, so that it you can you, you just see. We did that in the Irishman, and they did a very good job. They with did it. a good job, but that's expensive. So either exactly. way, you're either you're it's a costly to your film, uh, you know, your literal your film budget, right, out of your movie time, or it's out of your money, out of your pocket because you got to hire, you know, the the CGI. Or you just do what he did. <laughs> just leave him old. And just fucking pretend like, like... But then he doesn't pretend. Or he doesn't. Because at the very end, they show a still image, and he de-ages, and he de-ages the still the image. image. Right. I know. So but I'm that's like, the thing. what like, the fuck are you doing? Like, he, 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 he probably... That, that image, he, they probably did it as a test. Like, okay, what would they look like? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, we're not doing that. But throw it in at the end of the movie as like a, you know, it's like a, a Easter egg. Yeah, and and the whole all those action the war like there's several war scenes quote unquote in the past and in the the present, and they all feel really poorly done. Like I don't know that they were lazy, but maybe they just didn't have the budget. The the, the effects looks bad. You know, it's got all the fucking CG bullet shots and shit. It just it's he he's not an action director. Um. And so it really comes off that he doesn't have. I don't any know experience. what you're talking about, man. I've never been in a gunfight in a war. I've never had bullets. Well, but we've me, seen so. Saving Private Ryan. We've yeah, that's seen a movie. It's now. not real. Well, I know, but they feel authentic. I, I don't feel, know what authentic I, feels like. I feel anxiety when I watch those movies. I didn't feel any anxiety when I watched this movie until Del Delroy Lindo loses it at the end, and then I. Spoiler alert. And then I have like some anxiety kind of thing. There could be um, an element. Okay. So I thought of that too. And the element that, that you, you don't feel anxiety because you're looking at a, at the, at the past that you know they survived. Cause we, we have them in the present. They're old. No, we know you're right. I survived. get that. So when I, you see... it, I just think it has more to do. I know that, uh, Ryan survives in saving private Ryan. Spoiler alert. But. <laughs> I I'm still I'm still stressed out. Uh, yeah, but he's hell. not the, he. You don't see Ryan until the end of the movie. Like he's not the thing that's carrying the movie. He's just like the, the, the thing at the end. That's not what you. That's not who you become attached to. In this movie, you're you're attached to these old guys at the beginning, and then it it goes into the past, and you're watching them fight. You're just there's no there's no real risk because you know they're going to survive. You know there's no real tension built. The except the, the only tension is from the one. You know, their fifth blood that they're going to recover. That, that's that's it. But I think that there, I mean, yeah, maybe there was an aspect of it that was the the the, the directing uh, war that, that that he doesn't have. He doesn't have that skill. 
but I, I wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> like I, I couldn't tell that. Yeah. I don't know. The, 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 you know, um, the flash, the action just didn't, didn't impress a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the uh, banter between the actors worked. Um, it felt, it felt very natural. Um, you had some decent performances. Um, and so that was did kind it, of the strength did it feel of the like film. a video game a little bit. I remember there was a part like, uh, where the camera's following, um, in one of the first ones where they're at the, the, the helicopter think- first crashes. And they're defending it. And they're and they're 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 establishing their perimeter. It's like that. It's like Call of Duty where the mission starts. Yeah, yeah. Helicopter. It does, but it but it's like um, the one of them had a one of those like it has a grenade launcher, and he's thunk, thunking them out, and the people are probably covering. You know, co- <laughs> That's and the shit. greatest description I've ever heard. <laughs> it out. Thunking them out. Oh, hey, you can hear it though, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Sounded, no, you're like, totally just firing yeah. one off. The sound effects is. <laughs> it's my favorite, dude. I I said that in my termination. Yeah, of course. The that. noise of the grenade launcher. The cabs are ready. Yeah. It's like, zoom, Yep, but, uh, there it is. No, I think you know. Ironically, I I think you're right, Tony. It definitely feels like a an action or like a video game. And what do those? What do they have in common? Bad, bad action sequences, like super <laughs> yeah, predictable. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't play Call of Duty for the fucking store for the cutscenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. And so yeah, it, it comes off as is sort of just sort of. Um, I don't want to say lazy, uh, but just sort of like not just well choreographed, you know, not not too yeah, inspiring, nothing new to the table, just exactly. Kind of yeah, Ooh, he's got a, a war just, war fatigue, not just superhero fatigue. He's got war fatigue now too. What does his friend uh, Donald say about that? Tony? What's that? What does his friend Donald say think about that? Oh war boy, fatigue? just curious. Wait a minute. There we go. Well, that was Arnold. Interesting. He's the ref. He's, you know, he's monitoring it. I hate to break it to you guys. I'm pretty sure Arnold's got a black and white short shirt with the arms, with the sleeve ripped on. I will be president for many, many years to come. Okay. (laughs) Big Harley's hard off the floor now in Detroit. I will so you with rough, every uh, breath right. in my body. Shut, it. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I want short yeah. drops, you know, that are like. Yeah, you don't know short. He's yeah, he's just got a lot. He doesn't say anything in 10 seconds of breath. Oh, he <laughs> word vomits. He's king at word vomit. Yeah. He's been word vomiting for fucking 50 years. Yeah. That's how you really feel. Oh, did anyone else find it rough right when the movie started? They pick up Chadwick Boseman's picture and he find out. Yes, the, yes, that was a little. It was, was a little like, jarring. Like too soon. Yeah, man. I'm like this is rough. And then I was thinking, motherfuckers doing this movie while battling. Yeah. Crazy set. Well, he, there was one scene he looked especially thin, and I was like, "Ooh, he did not look well." I'm saying he was battling fucking cancer. Yeah, no shit. Well, and so I'll say this. We don't want to get too much to spoiler territory. His role is really small. Yeah, yeah. 
and so uh, we don't need to say much more than that. But uh, if if you're if you're watching this movie, he does to sort of see uh, Chadwick Boseman at, at his finest. This is not the movie. I mean, it, so there is an element of intensity when he is on the screen. He he is the leader of their group, um, mm-hmm. and he does have to act like it. And so when he is on the screen, there is a. a, a a level of intensity that he has to portray because that's that is his role. He does not have a lot of screen time, so yeah. I'll tell you who did have a lot of screen time: my man Delroy Lindo. And Indeed, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, man, when do you see more Delroy Lindo movies, man? So it reminded me he's of good. how funny he was in the Common Sixty Seconds remake, mm-hmm. and I was just like, dude, he's just. I kept thinking, I'm like, I'm thinking. If Harley played him, he would have taken all them chickens off that bow off that bow. <laughs> no problem. He had no problem. But I was like, I know he's got PTSD and he's, and he's trying to be good, but the guy would just not give up. And he's like, hey, he just let my man, you know, can you tell him? Hey, the guy him? had PTSD too, though. Did you see that, uh, the yeah. aftermath? And like, yeah. you killed my parents. It's like, it's like I didn't yeah. do nothing. It's like, it's like, so he knew what he was doing. He was trying to egg him on, right? Yeah. But that means what he has his own PTSD. You know oh. they they have they have PTSD too on that side, you know just both sides yeah. get it. Well, Nate, yeah. that, you know this is one of the one of the things that the film addresses that it it that it does it subtly, and I like that because I I think you know your average person's reasonably bright these days, and and they don't have to be thumped over the head. You know I that was no, no, you brought up like, the PTSD like, thing thump thump over the head. That that whole that whole scene, I think it was in the bar over the PTSD. It, it it would be a given. It would be expected that a veteran of Vietnam that you fought alongside, they all had PTSD. So be they all wouldn't, they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about it like it's some sort of surprise. Like that was that was lazy screenwriting to well, communicate to the like audience. Stuff like that, where it's like, what about this character, this this real life person? And they show a picture of it, you know, like they're like doing a history class, mm-hmm. you know, so like real cringy lines where you're just like, okay, like who delivery to like, look almost looking at the audience and going, hey, there's this guy here, and you get a brief little history lesson, you know, yeah, I'm like, you know, who's a real hero was this guy, like, okay, like do people really talk like that? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, so there's there's some, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean that's beside the point, and and that's just because there's, you know, there's just too much going on. There's it's it, really good. It's really good. I'm it's not focused. It, yeah, especially like when when it, I don't want to well, spoil. Have, Marvin Gaye's got to give it up. Oh, that was the um, brilliant opening. Beautiful opening. There. No, that that's a banger, right dude. And they and they kept it going and going. I'm like, all I was missing was Sam Rockwell coming in and start dancing. <laughs> I was, so let's let's try to keep this short and then i'd like to get into spoilers because that kind of helps explain my sort of my mindset of of you know where i think the the movie kind of went off the rails a little bit but tony you didn't you didn't you didn't exactly say how you thought about the movie Uh, i guess i didn't um Uh, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was good. Yeah, um, I didn't have any problems with it. It, it like, like we've been talking about it. It's pointing 
pointing out it's in a subtle way the the, the tensions that um happen and um the the effects, the effects on both sides, the effects, you know, the, the different people that are affected in different ways. Um, and I just put it around a, it, it almost felt like a cheap little story. Uh, the plot, you know, with the gold, it's like, bleh. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Um, but it, no, they, they, I think it even says on the IMDb, it's like yeah. they're going, uh, four African American vets battle the forces uh, of man and nature when they return to Vietnam seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune, the gold fortune he helped them hide. So yeah. 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 So it's like, and, and that, like that part of the plot, I was just like, and I, I don't know. Um, Did it remind you that it was Ben Affleck? They're trying to get the, Oh, that's right. Yeah, when they, yeah, something like that. Um, the drug dealer's house. That it, was all money. It felt a little forced to try and, and for like, like, the twist the conflict between the this brotherhood you know this the the brides and and it's the only part that i was just like eh oh well you know it's still it's the movie is still good i mean i I still give it a dollar i'd buy that for a dollar same harley or what yeah i mean like i said it's 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 um Watch it again. I don't know if it's memorable enough. It's got a six point. I'll never watch this again. It's it's got a six point five on IMDb. Um, I think Spike Lee takes on too much, or maybe there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't know. Um, the screenplay is kind of a mess. The uh, uh, you know there's there's a lot to like. You get some really good performances. Um, you get some of the little Spike Lee. You get the radio DJ kind of narration which I'm cool with. I like that. Um, some of the little stuff that Fonzo, you were talking about where they'll show like the hurdler or something like that. I actually liked I, 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 I didn't have any problems with that. It it's that's spike like breaking down the third wall in a sense. And he's, he does that a lot in his films and it, it it's, it's his little Lee isms. I'll call them. And, and you know, the, the the moving on a platform that that dolly shot or whatever i uh, he does that a lot i think of most of his films there's you know they're yeah he's got to throw that shot in there somehow yeah exactly and you know there's yeah i mean everybody has their you know things and and he does that and, and he works them in and that's cool that's fine i got no problems with that um there, like i said there's a lot to like delroy lindo's performance is really really good um, he has an arc. Um, his son, Jonathan Majors, I, I think his performance is really good. His character isn't isn't overstretched, so he doesn't have to do much. Say that again. Oh, you're all robot. I don't know if that's on your end. Or my end. Try again. Try again, Fonzo. I said the the the, the three people that were there that looking up landmines. I thought that were too convenient that they were there. Oh yeah, no. There, there's all kinds of like poor, uh, bad writing there. Um, Clark Peters, uh, I'm a big fan of him. He was in The Wire. He's in Treme, the New Orleans show. I'm a big fan of. I thought his performance was pretty good. Um, Norm Lewis, I was not impressed with his character was the pigeon toed guy, yeah. and then of, of course, um, you know, just sort of forgettable. And then Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Um, 
I wasn't impressed with his character so much either. Um, he just did his his she, <laughs> which we see in we see in Twenty Fifth Hour. Yeah, he he was great. in Twenty Fifth Hour, and then uh, yeah, everybody else the the roles, the casts I thought were uh, poor. Uh, Jean Renault, Jane Renault, however you pronounce oh, his fucking name. Right? Uh, he got old real quick, which is fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, um, Tony, you can say your wife fat, but he said it's a black woman. See how it is? See what you're doing there? What? Remember you called Lori Fishburne fat? He had no problem calling him fat, but he wants to say that you know. Well, not, it, it wasn't so much that he got fat. I mean, yeah, you're right. He he filled out. He got heavy. Uh, he just looks old. <laughs> so, yeah, no, for real. So, so anyways, I... I you know, I almost gave it a waste of time. And when it was over, I thought, oh, man, it was such a letdown. And the last, like, 30 minutes was kind of like, oh, let's just wrap this bitch up. Um, like I said, there's still some – There's the subject matter alone is worth a dollar. Unless you're a history major and you know all about this, you should watch it just for the – just, just yeah. for a little bit of a history lesson. Um you know, if if you fancy yourself a Spike Lee fan, definitely you could check it out and not be terribly disappointed. Um, if 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 uh, you know, it's it's not a must see, especially for somebody who's not... now. Ironically, Mazzy and Chris they selling the movie at the same time. Say that again. Like selling and unselling the movie at the same time. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, I do that. You know, that's my thing. So, um, yeah, yeah ultimately for me. It was it was a low dollar. I'd give it a low dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, no, I mean ultimately, I'm I'm. It's not a it's not a terrible film, you know. Um, and there, like I said, there are some really good elements to it. That sounds like a terrible film. No. No, the fucking. You're like bored, or you're done with it. Kind of sounds like you don't like. Well, no, like like you said, the very the beginning, the first like, I was all in. Well, I'll tell you the the spoiler. It was probably about an hour and forty five minutes into it. I was totally in. I was like, all right, cool. And it's like that long. Oh, now I'm in this movie. And then it. It's long. I mean, I was enjoying it all the way up until that point, and then the movie. Movie six when I thought it was going to zag and and all of a sudden I I started to check out. So movie's two hours and thirty four minutes at the two hour fifteen minute I was in I was so in and after that it failed. So what about you? You giving it a dollar or not? I'm giving it waste. Giving waste. Some parts I like, but it's just too long and not memorable at all. That would be a waste of time. All right, let's uh, let's drop it. The following may spoil the movie for your poor sensitive ass. You've been warned. All right, what's the zag you don't like? So when so obviously like a like the worst horror movie you've ever seen, you can see when Norm Lewis 
uh, Eddie is the character's name, when he steps on a landmine, you know it's coming like a minute before it happens. It's like the worst setup. It's so it's such a cliche. It's such a cliche. Um, and when it did that, I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be that kind of movie." And then it it tur- it it turns into this sort of like bad action movie where everybody becomes expendable. Now, at the same time, that's when we start to see Delroy Lindo's character lose it, right? Which makes sense, like. It would totally be this horrific flashback, right? He would see... He, I'm sure he hasn't seen another human being die since Vietnam. So 50 years, you know, 50 years of his life has passed. He's seen his son be born. He's, you know, gone through all his life experience. And now he's in Vietnam suffering from PTSD. And he sees one of his best friends step on a landmine and blow up and then this the decent practical effects uh you know he's he's dying and so it's really heavy but what the movie is deciding is it's now going to it's not going to be this character drama about these four people and they could struggle and they could fight but ultimately they're going to come together no this movie is going to become who's going to survive and I didn't want to see that movie. I've seen that movie before. I've seen that movie a hundred times. And so I wanted to see, the, you know, and we didn't address about it before, but some of the cinematography was done really well, beautiful on-location scenes. Um, you know, I, there's, there's a lot visual to like, visually to like. Um, but when it decides that, that, oh, these people are expendable and then it becomes this, oh, they're going to get robbed. Oh, how are they going to find the gold? Oh, they drug a, a metal detector. And uh, the son is going to dig a hole to take a shit. And he's going to find a fucking gold bar out in the middle of Vietnam. Give me a fucking break. I know. And so, too. I'm just like, come on. A lot of the writing was just so, like, like just too convenient. and bad convenient. Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, when when Delroy is is talking into the camera and he's all heavy, it, I'm in, man. I'm just like, I'm like, dude, that's so heavy. It's so heavy, and it's like, it's you know, obviously he's losing it. Something wrong with the gravitational pull in the future? Say what? I say future resolution. Oh, um, so so the movie kept taking me in and out at points, you know. Um, you know, it became a little, um, uh, obviously it makes reference to apocalypse. Now there's some other, they, they use a lot of the uh, Vietnam era music that we're very familiar with. Um, so th- there, there's a lot to like the action at the end, the shootout terrible. When the guy jumps on the grenade, it's so bad. It's like, I'm like, Spike, you should have got a second unit director to do the action sequences. Cause it's bad. Um, so yeah, the, the, things like that took me out of the film for sure. Tony, you got the answer? Not really. I mean, um, yeah, I, I saw it coming. I kind of saw the whole thing happening, like the the whole "Who's going to survive?" I called. It's like oh, these guys are old. 
Like yeah. the movie's gonna the movie's gonna make him expendable, and sure enough, that's what happened. I called the whole Chadwick Boseman and, and how he died, you know, and I was like, because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, that guy's carrying guilt, and the way he's exactly. he's he's talking about Norm, he's responsible for his death. Like that's yeah. that's what that is. Um, so a lot of it wasn't a surprise. Um, I agree that it that when it took that turn to. It's now, now it's just a, it's just an action set piece of who's going to survive and, and there's going to be blood and there's going to be, you know, guts and there's going to be bullets and, and that's it. And no more, no more real drama development. Yeah, there's a, a little bit here and there. Um, yeah, that, 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 that didn't, um, it, it, it didn't entertain and it wasn't, uh, really worth, worth it. Like you made it through the whole movie and it was supposed to be that ending maybe was supposed to be, you know, you're waited through a really long movie so you can get some cool action. It wasn't cool action. <laughs> it wasn't really cool. And then I was really upset with um, the the daughter, how the mother at the beginning of the film says, oh, don't yeah. worry about it. Don't that worry was, about it. That was odd. And then all of a sudden, it's like they're reuniting. I'm like, wait, what? Like, uh, I feel like they missed a scene or something. Like, the editing was a problem there, too. So, yeah, no, that entire sequence was weird at the end with the, yeah. with, the with his signature dolly shot happening there. I was yeah. Like, Why is this happening here? I was <laughs> it like, didn't is make this any sense? I thought it was a dream. Right. I thought he died and they were going to, they were going to pan off to him dying and him him imagining this right right but no like it really happened yeah Yeah, that was all just trying to tie up loose ends so you don't have a you know is the top spinning question at the end but i guess yeah no they they could have trimmed 30 minutes off the movie yeah for sure and and everybody survived they just have sort of this little civil war of them fighting over this or that and you know i don't know if you look at the IMDb, there's a bunch of writing credits. There's like four oh, different writers, so yeah. you can see there's talk about uh, talk about extra writers. There's like 20 writers in the Super Mario Brothers, but we'll get to that. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think unfortunately they they let Spike like, hey, like you know, make it as long as you want, you know, do whatever you want. They gave him carte blanche. Uh, you got carte blanche, but then at the same time, it seems like maybe High they should have. Yeah, maybe they should have put edited. on some, yeah, edited it down a little bit. So I don't know. This is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game. <laughs> Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Reed from the NZ. Reed here. Art from Cali. Art from Cali. Donaldo. This is Nalo. And let's welcome our newest contestant, Evan from San Marcos. My name is Evan. And you, if you leave a message with your picks at 442-444-0742. Good luck, everyone. All right, so real quick, we got a three-way tie for second place, and Evan has three points. So uh, D, Reed, and Art have two, and Evan has three. Get into it. Here's the first one. What's up, motherfuckers? This is your homeboy, Samuel L. Jackson. 
And I'm oh, sorry, I just woke up. I just finished listening to the podcast with Evan Williams. Uh, Evan, there. God damn it. Put me motherfucker. So anyway, motherfucker called me out. Talk about I need to do fucking uh, accents and shit and tell me what to do. Watch the home. Who this motherfucking cracker thing is? Tell me what to do. So watch yourself, Evan. Only win one motherfucking game. One game. And you think you know what's up. Anyway, this week's pick was Dubblood. Picked by my man, Harley, the whitest, the, the coldest honky. That lives in Northern California. Fucking all damn chickens. That bad motherfucker up there. Fucking all them chickens. Uh, this is my late great brother, fucking Chadwick Boseman, and my, my, uh, my man, fucking Spike Lee. I'm gonna say Harley, he's, uh, honking, I'm gonna honk it up, honk, 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 honk it all the way up. He's giving it a dollar. I'm gonna say my motherfucker, that motherfucker MCP. I'm gonna say that motherfucker right there. <laughs> that motherfucker right there probably gave us a dollar. And I'm going to go over My man! My man! Fonzo, he's going to give it another high dollar. So that's a straight up Donaldo. Who that motherfucker do not? Motherfucker, don't be listening to the show. This doesn't sound like Samuel Jackson no more, but that's it. That's it for the homework. <laughs> Nicely done. How about that, Evan? How about that, Evan? How'd that do? How'd that work out for you? Hold on. Okay. Well, he gets three points. I'll give him an accent. It's I'm talking uh, to him like he's on the cast. He ain't responding. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know that there was much of an accent, but there was a character. So I feel like he deserves a point for the character. That character was just the art character with more motherfuckers in it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was listening to Sam Jackson. Motherfucking stinks on a motherfucking plane. <laughs> Right on. Thank you, Sam L. Jackson. Right. Next. Yeah, but it's movie too. Red Boys podcast. Read here. Um. Hey guys. Oh yeah. Haven't spoken in a while. <sighs> um. I hope uh, things are cooling down in California. Uh, mm. I hope the fires are coming under control. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty bleak there right now, so, uh... <laughs> no shit. Yeah, stay safe. Anyway. Thanks, sir. Uh, the Five Bloods. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. And, uh, rest in power, Delroy Lindo. That's, that's one for Fonzo. He won't tell you about it. But he'll probably chuckle a wee bit. Um, <laughs> this one is a certified D. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, that's that. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I'm on the certified D. Yeah, so no accent. He only gets two points. Why is he going with the accent? Mm. Right, that was okay. that was a that was a, a Kiwi uh, Samuel Jackson. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> oh, they just I don't see mother ever. PG thirteen Samuel Jackson. I'm tired of this monkey flipping plane on this oh, <laughs> on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit.
All right, here we go. Throw the five bloods. I'm uh, I'm trying the Art Kelly uh, uh, method here, and I'm not going to be watching the movie, not just yet. Uh, but I'm saying y'all be giving this uh, high dollar. Uh, no bets, because I don't have any ten points yet, do I? Bad boys for life. Look at that. So he also scored three. That puts him up to six. Oh, shit. All right. And let's see if Donaldo gets the movie right. <laughs> What's going on, What's bad up, boys? Bad Happy Sunday. Oh, Sunday football is back. Hell <laughs> yeah. Go race. <laughs> called it. I told you. I told Even. you. And boo Raiders. But Sorry to any Raider fans, but anyways, hope you guys <laughs> had a good weekend, nice and cool compared to last weekend. Um, on to the picks, the Five Bloods. Um, I've seen the previews for it. I get a kind of reminds me of what's the other war movie? I I, I can't remember, That's but every other one. I kind of want to see it because Chadwick Boseman's in it, and yeah, rest in peace to him, good guy. But I'm gonna say. All three of you guys give it a dollar for the five bloods. Uh, um, super. Mar- I fucked up all y'all's picks. Yeah, man. This is, yeah, I'm not your surprised. Turn. I I figured you'd you'd see a lot of dollars. Yeah, for sure. I think this whole thing is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what is this sixth call I have? What'd you say, Tony? What the hell? Oh, is that art? That's art. Oh, shit. Well, it was the sixth one. I didn't know. I didn't know. It was the sixth call in here. I didn't know it was his. He still has his other call that he has that that he didn't finish. It's it's usually it's Evan that leaves two separate calls. Everyone else gives both picks within the same message. Uh, Right, and this is an extra message that <laughs> I guess it's Art called in. Oh shit! Okay, well I'll save it for after yeah. after the next one. Yeah. God damn. Uh, I aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Mama mia, Tony, you fucked it up. <laughs> I wouldn't have known though. So uh, Donaldo and Reed have four. Now? Art has Tony. five, and What's Evan has six. There you go. Say it one more time. Sorry, I interrupt you. Oh, uh, that's all good. Uh, Donaldo and Reed have four. Art has five. Evan has six. What's that Mario sound when he dies, Tony? You got that? Oh, yeah, that's on a different soundboard. Let's see. Oh, damn it. Uh, I think it's under games. Is it for Mario Brothers? Oh, classic. Which leads right, how, how about you, Mario? Huh? I'm asking, like, if if, I, if you guys play, if play a song, would we'll hardly know the level you're referring to. Ooh, dang! Stage? Mm-hmm. How how well do you know Mario? Not. I mean, I you know the na- all the noises are going to sound familiar, and I'm going to be like, and that one I'll know. All right. So if he does the sound effect, something you'll know what it is. I'll tr- I can try. All right, I'll play the game. Let's see. Power up. So I guess big. Nope. No. Oh. How is that? That's, that's, oh, that's power up. That's power up. 
So what was that other one? You got a boner. Oh, is boner. that maybe when he goes down a tube? Uh... Nope. Oof, nope. Fuck, oh, you're bad at this. Oh, there you go. That's the tube. That's, that's going down the tunnel. Here, I'll give you a dollar. Oh. Is that oh, when he gets the star. Divine. Nope. Fonzo got it. Oh, yeah. That's the star. Nope. Wait, do it again? Some coins. Oh, hello. You suck at this game too, bitch. <laughs> bitch, my first one wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> Tony, hit him with some. Hit him with some. Hit him with some more. Uh... Time is running out. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one too. No, you did. I did. Buzz in first, motherfucker. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Well, if you know the answer, I'll say it first. It's All right. right. I will. Uh... What the fuck? When you hit the start button. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, I already played that one. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm moving away from the regular. So all of those were, f- were from the original Nintendo Super Mario Bros. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to part three. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, give a fucking... And uh, let's do that one. Shoot a fireball. Yes. Oh, good call. All right. Oh, oh that's a good one. I know that one. That's um, a good one. Did you? Play it again, Tony. It's when you get small. No. Nope. Fuck. Play it again, Tony. Is that when you pick up a vegetable? Uh, no. It's toad, then. Oh, it's when um, uh, when the fucking dinosaur eats something. No, that's uh, a different sound. What's the name of that that dinosaur? Uh, not Yoshi, but Birdo. Yes, Yoshi. It's Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi. Yoshi. When he eats something, it's not when he eats it. It's no, he jumps on it. When you jump on him. Uh, yeah, on him. Yoshi. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> okay. That's just a regular jump. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Mario Kart, Partners in Time, Super Mario Advance. You never the flower. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, they don't. They don't have like just the regular the flower. Uh, uh, there's Mario Time. There's the names. Yoshi. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, like where are the actual sound effects? The, the, play the music. Only... Play the level theme. Oh, yeah. Go right into the review. It's Harley already lost. I'm beaten. Good game, Harley. It's a Mario time. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's not the underwater theme. That's the one I like. Right. You like that one, Harley? I like the Ghost Mansion one. Oh. I like. There it is. I love that. Is there a trap remix to that? Harley? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, there's totally definitely, there I'm is. sure it's sampled. I'm sure there's some funny oh, yeah. bad EDM song. <laughs> uh, what's that? There's and a, then you there's do a... gotta find the underwater because I can't remember the underwater one. Oh, you know? know? Oh, dude, when you hear it, you'll fucking know. Yeah, right yeah. Away, All right, ready? It's, it's gonna be after this one, so. It's after this level. There it is. 
Yeah. See? That was Tetris. I was gonna say that's Tetris. Is him swimming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can hear him swimming. to me too because like the fireball the fire always worked underwater yeah it worked underwater <laughs> love it you shoot fire or they have that arm that keeps going in a circle of like six fireballs you know oh yeah yeah that's a hardest level of jellyfish touching level design yeah well because you have to get used to how fast he drops when you stop swimming Oh, here he goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, I gotta hold on before I break shit in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, who chose this? Who chose this? Definitely saving that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I chose this shit. Uh, Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. Um, I don't know why. It just it's. Uh, I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while. Uh, I guess I was on the same page with as as Evan. Uh, he seemed pretty stoked that I that I picked it. Um, 1993 to Bl- Brooklyn Plumbers. Mario and Luigi must travel to another dimension to rescue a princess from the evil dictator King Koopa and stop him from taking over the world. Uh, yep. Yeah, you're not invited uh, to the podcast anymore, Evan. <laughs> Man, I watched this. I remember watching this as a kid, and and um, I was not. I I did. I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, this is just a re, a re a reinterpretation of it. I'm fine with it. Like the Goombas look stupid, but it it it, it worked. I allowed it. You know, like the whole dinosaur thing and. Um, like yeah, I remember watching it as a kid, and I was I was I was good with it. Um, revisiting it now, I definitely have that that um, guilty pleasure type feeling towards it. Uh, it it took probably eighty percent of the movie for Lainey to look up from her computer and go, "Oh, this is the Super Mario Brothers. This is from the game." I'm like, "God damn, you like." Sometimes you're smart, but sometimes you're dumb. <laughs> like, the, the game did come out before she was born. Yeah, so. yeah that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I think the the fun part for me, even now, because um, I recognize that it's kind of it's a shitty movie. Uh, it's just the it's fun. To, 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 <laughs> I recognize to, now it's a shitty movie. It's a shitty movie, um, but it's fun to find all the references in it. You know, like the how they're they're including. The like the the whole bomb thing, the 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 mushroom kingdom, the the fungus, um, that that kind of stuff. 
the whole uh, dimension thing that's 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 a trope that's used everywhere you know to try and merge worlds or whatever yeah how the fuck else are you gonna make a fucking super mario brothers movie how are you gonna make it yeah exactly um but I i was okay with it uh, the jump boots. I was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, a no, no normal human can jump the way Mario can. So <laughs> it was like, all right, I'm cool with that. Uh, the, 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 because the princess was originally Princess Toadstool, you know, and so the, 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 the king that he, he was a fungus. I was like, ah, I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, they just, they're just twisting things a little bit. The, yeah, the she fact that she was daisy. What's that? she was in toadstool she was daisy right right that's and that's the thing they were instead of having toadstool they had daisy which was fine because daisy's the one who got with luigi like that's always been the way it's been like peach mario got peach and then uh, luigi got daisy so i was like yeah you don't put peach in first so that's an odd choice if you don't have peach as a main princess you know yeah yeah no that's that that's definitely an interesting choice I don't know. For, for me, I, I recognize that it's like it's 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 pretty silly. You can hear it in the sound effects. You can hear it. It's 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 got that silliness factor. Um, so adult me, without having grown up with it, probably would be like, yeah, this is this is a waste. But no, nah, I'm I'm down with it. Uh, it's a dollar for me. Now, are you gonna play your sounder? What's that? Sounder, your gold coin for your dollar. Oh, yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd play a hundred coins. <laughs> so I noticed there's two directors on there: Annabelle Janko and Rocky Morton. It's a husband and wife combo. Yeah, so they're they're the two assholes to blame for this fucking movie. <laughs> no, they're not. Why not? If you, I, I remember they. I think they even made like a little semi documentary on the making of this. Um, they're not to blame for this. In fact, I think they are. They're more actually um, the best part of the movie is them. There's like 12 writers. And what happened was it kept changing who the writing into a fucking movie. I give them that. I get it. You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's definitely difficult to pull off. And and like Tony pointed out, like right off the bat, I dug that. I like drama. Yeah, like no, brothers. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. There's a lot to like in the movie. A lot of the there's a ton of like really cool special effects. Consider, especially considering when the movie came out. I like when they're in Brooklyn. I like them in New York. I like all that stuff. The moment they go to the other dimension, that's when it just fell apart for me. I was like, man, I want to see them more in New York. I'd rather see them just fixing fucking pipes and toys and hanging around and hanging out <laughs> in actual New York. You know, and another thing, I want to actually see fucking Mario actually fix something in a fucking video game. He's supposed to be a plumber. How come we've never seen his plumbing uh, abilities fix anything, like a pipe or anything? Why isn't there a game where right. you create a, a where he's fixing shit? Like he dude, he, like, he like cleans up. To escape a flood and pipes, he, like they do in that movie. Why he he cleans up in uh, Mario Sunshine. He does clean Sunshine things. He cleans things. That's that's the whole point of the game. Stuff, but he's not fixing things. Cleaning is different. He's not Mario the yeah, cleaning cleaner. and fixing are different. He's not, he's not Mario the janitor. He's Mario the plumber. <laughs> custodian dick. He's not master the custodial arts. He's a fucking plumber. I want to see where he's like a map. There's like a level where he's like he's getting. He's about to get. He's about to drown. And the only way he can fix himself is get his wrench out and start fixing shit, and then the water go out. You know, I mean, he's never, they've never done that before. It's 
crazy mm. to me. These fucking little Goomba heads, the little big bodies, the small heads. They're just annoying. That was weird. That was yeah. fucking... But I... Oh, man. It was I like Tony it said, man. When you're a kid and you're watching that, you're like, it's all practical effects. I'm like, but I didn't watch as a kid. There was nothing as me as a kid wanted to watch it. Even oh, then, I knew it. It's like, this is Mario Brothers. I'm like, nah, man, that ain't my Mario Brothers. I didn't want to watch it back then. And I, when I watched it now, I'm like, yeah, little me was smart to not watch it back then because I'm watching it now. I'm like, yeah, 4.1, mm, not too much. Uh, yeah, I was not. I wanted to warp to the very end and beat the game. You know. What about what about our fucking great villain? I like that he I like that he holds his hands up like a little T Rex. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie, he was just holding his hands up. Ironically, he's kind of playing the same character he did in Waterworld. <laughs> it's, like, I mean, it's like sort of. And I like that. You know, I, I love Dennis Hopper, and he's got that fucking weird hair. It's like cornrows. You play Iggy. Remember, Trent? This was Spike, the kid. You know, the like the, the kids. I mean, I dude, look. I appreciate trying to make it into a movie, right? But it just doesn't. And like I said, I really just I wanted to see the, the New York plumber and, and beat the fucking Scapel. You know, they they always got they always beat him to the punch. You know, uh, I don't know. Like him, Louis trying to mack with Daisy. They went to the other dimension, and I'm like, all right. Then it becomes like fucking demolition man with the nightclub scene, the different worlds and stuff, and it's just like, what are we doing? What the fuck's going on? The like, movie's a fucking mess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's all like it can't te- you can't tell if it's gonna be some like I want to get like high on some fucking mushrooms and watch this motherfucking movie. Like it it's it's all over the map. You talk about we you know ironically two movies of the week just sort of like they don't know what the fuck they want. And so I you know I was like I said I was doing some research and it was like they went through a bunch of different screen um script rewrites um and then the big one was Disney ended up buying up the like the distribution rights like right before principal photography went off. Yeah. And so they forced a rewrite but like, as they were starting principal photography, the directors, all the actors, had no idea of the rewrite. And so, like, <laughs> as they were starting principal photography, they give them more pages of rewrites, and they're like, "Here's your movie." And then they wouldn't let the directors edit the movie. They were like, literally, like locking them out of like the editing room and stuff. Like, what? weird. Like, there was a mess. It was it was another one of those movies that the studio like. The the producers like fired the earlier writers and then rehired them or some weird shit. Like there's all kinds of weird making of which which you know, like I said, I think there's like a nearly seven. half hour of footage was cut to give the movie a proper running time. <sighs> Check this. I one mean, out. it's here's another good one. Uh, in his 2007 autobiography, John Leguizamo states that he and Bob Hoskins hated working on the film and would frequently get drunk to make it through the experience. <laughs> yes. Both men apparently knew the movie would turn out bad, so they simply tried to make the best of it. He also stated he felt one of the biggest reasons the movie turned out the way it did was because the directors wanted a more adult movie while the studio, considering the source material, was looking for a children's film. Yeah, and you can see it. I mean, there's like a strip club. There's like the fucking uh, the big black chick. She's like... like There's all kinds of weird shit in the movie. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, and they use like the super scope fucking or bazooka. Yeah, yeah. Super <laughs> scope, <for sure. laughs> I like that little the, as a as a prop. So, uh, like I said, there's some really interesting things from a filmmaking standpoint. There's some really cool like morphing. There's some really cool morphing effects. Um, some cool practical effects. You know, 1993, man. I mean, this is really infancy of CG and stuff, and they really were pushing the limits. And so there's some neat, like, if you saw this in 1993, there'd probably be some eye candy that would really surprise you. Yeah, you watch it today, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I, you can't even follow. Like, like I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like, after the film, I've seen it, like, I, and this is, like, the third time I've seen it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember those characters with the little fucking peanut heads. Like, yeah, that was kind of crazy. And then you get a bunch of them at the end. It's like, <clears throat> but yeah, I can't tell you what the fucking movie's about. <laughs> Some shit, you know. After the film bombed at the box office, Nintendo never produced a, any more live-action theatrical films based on the video game franchises. A Metroid film was uh, put into development, but never went past pre-production. Mm-hmm. Nintendo would not make a movie of one of its franchises until 2019, yo. Damn. The year in which the Type of Pikachu movie was released. And that one, that uh, one, the Gangbusters. Why haven't they ever made a Zelda movie? I don't know. That's a good question. I love Bob, and he's a talented director. I mean, a talented actor. Both both of the leads are talented. Um, what's her name? She, she's she's like, I don't know what the fuck's the wrong with her. Arnold Schwarzenegger turned down the role of King Koopa. Oh, dude. That would have been fucking... Michael Keaton was approached to play Koopa, but he passed. I saw that, too. I saw that, too. One version of the script contained a cameo for Bruce Willis where he tunneled through the air ducts of King Koopa's castle and his spoof of his own role, Die Hard. See, <laughs> shit like that would be like, oh, Harold Rambis was offered to direct the film when declined. Before Hoskins was officially cast, Danny DeVito and Bruno Kirby were both attached to play the role of Mario at different times. There you go. So it's like, it's an interesting weirdness. Like, I would, I'd absolutely watch the documentary on the movie so I could see all the, like, props and, like, the effects and stuff like that and just sort of the fascination of how something like that got made and how they fucked it up. But to watch the movie again? No, you couldn't pay me to watch it again. And and I can't tell you what it's about. It's totally forgettable. Um you know, you the, the, you the you interesting little the, things. You could watch that in YouTube clips, you know. You remember that it's about a comet that crashed and killed the dinosaurs and, and the <laughs> material that's in the comet uh, transported them to a separate dimension and caused their evolution to get out of whack? Like, Yeah, how do you know that old chestnut? That's what Fucking happened. Fucking A, man. Pay attention I tell it. you what, I, you get, you get, I give it bonus points for originality, <laughs> you know? It's like, so, um, she... Uh, yeah, no, it gets waste of time. No, it's 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 a terrible, terrible. That would terrible be movie. a waste of time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> sound effects, we get nothing. Yeah. John was almost annoyed that he wasn't allowed to ad lib in the film. Huh. Uh, this is another cool thing. On the set for Dino Hatton was built in an abandoned cement cement factory called the Ideal cement factory in the woods outside of Wilmington, North Carolina. Set designs were adapted to the existing structure of the building. This factory was also used as Shredder and the Foot Clan's hideout in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 in 1990 and oh, Top Dollars Nightclub in The Crow in 1994. 
So yeah, man, we got Big Bertha, the woman who steals the pendant, and then Monday. <laughs> cartridge with a face used to pile the to- the somper boots. Mention of Fry Guy, a poster on the wall when the woman checks in with the plumber's tool belt at a bar. Uh, and on the projector screens at the Boom Boom Bar, there's a graphic of Bowser's hideout from Super Mario World game being bounced around. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was not... I mean, I, you know, if you were one of those, like, hardcore Mario Brothers fans that it's just funny. knows every video game and, you know, owns every console and and is obsessed with the culture of Super Mario Brothers and then you know you're gonna love this movie you're gonna recognize it's a bad movie but you're gonna you're just gonna eat up I'm sure there's all kinds of little Easter eggs and tiny little references that you know for an hour and a half you could just you could yeah. enjoy it so I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are gonna love this movie um it, it it it's it's so poorly done it's so poorly edited there's there's no the 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 you know it's literally they go into the to save what's her name they just met her it's like what's his name's like got a crush on her and they're like literally jumping into a fucking you know uh block wall kind of thing it's it, it, there's just nothing makes sense and there's some really neat things about it but the, you know those are just puzzles piece, pieces of the puzzle kind of thing uh and when then, you put it all together it's just like top it off, they play walk the dinosaur yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Not, were they the first to play that song? Or was it I don't know. I I was thinking like was that uh song made for the movie? <laughs> I'm thinking like I heard that song I'm like wait a minute. I've heard this before in another one. Yeah. I don't know if this came out before this one or something else. It was funny because Chris had heard the song before. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know this song but you don't know Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? They match with the covers or something. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, when that play that song, I'm like, what the fuck? I played on here? I don't know, man. Uh, it's a waste of time for me, unfortunately. That would be a waste of time. I just want to know when I get to drive uh, the electric police cars that shoot fire <laughs> in the Mario game. It's like, where's that car in the Mario Kart? Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, they definitely have to create some shit out of thin air, you know. Yeah. I'll stick to the Super Mario Super Show, the cartoon. Oh, was that yeah, an animated? Classic. Wasn't that a cartoon? It was both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see if these guys figure. figure Tony, you give out. it a dollar, right? I guess I give it a dollar. I mean, yeah, yeah. I admit there's some stupid shit. Like I said, I know it's a shitty movie, but I, I still get a kick out of it. I mean, so. I get it. I do. I do. It, if it was done a little bit better, like if 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 there was actually a story that you could follow along, and you know maybe some of the acting was bad or something, I'd be all about it. But it's like I I just could never bring myself to watching this movie again. <laughs> yeah, like I I like I, I know I, the thing I picked up on this time around that I hadn't before as a kid um, was that the the Koopa's planet was a complete desert and it was only a tiny little portion that was the city and that's all he had and and it was dirty and it was nasty and so that's the reason he wanted to go over to the human world to human dimension and take it over because he's like yeah the this planet's all is, is dead um i don't know it, it, it's it's it got my dollar 
right. fucked at everybody's fucking picks again, yo. Yep. It's me, Mario! And you picked me this horrible piece of shit movie! Fucking MTP picker! Uh, picker of the Super Mario Brothers! This, what does this have to do with the fucking movie of the Super Mario? Nothing! Motherfucker! I don't want you to pick this movie! Ah, oh, mamma mia! Um, <laughs> 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 I feel like it's Philippe T would always say it's me, Philippe T, you know, just in case you forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say MTP, he gave it a fucking waste of time. Oh, waste of time. I'm gonna go to Holly, Holly, he's gonna get a pile of shit. You don't know, you know, Holly don't like nothing. Ooh, it's Luigi. And I'm gonna go, ma, 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 Fonzo, he gave it a dollar. He did like all these shitty movies from the ladies in the 90s. So that's what I got for you. And hopefully, uh, my man R, he wins. The Tillman to the World Day. That was alive. Do Correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't get any of our picks. Right. None of them. You get a point. Love the energy. For... Love the passion. Yeah. Terrible picks. You get a point for the accent. Six points. Oh, All right. Here's his extra call. Hey, it's me, fucking Luigi. And my dumbass brother Mario. He called in with the picks. And he gave Harley a fucking, uh, what do you say? What do you say, Mario? What did you say? You said, uh... Pile of shit, double down. That's it. Bye bye. Oh, oh, he lost the fucking. He point. lost another point. <laughs> uh, at least he. It was his accent. He lost his Luigi, accent. Luigi, you asshole. Why did you answer that call? Why did you? It's fucking Luigi, man. Always ruining shit. Seriously. Oh, I won't. Won't fucking put on Luigi. You see how he looks at you when he's driving. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You got Daisy, so. Did he have a fucking mustache? What's up with that, dude? It's the early days. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I don't feel ownership of any of this stuff, and I think that's where I'm, I'm okay with people redoing it and remaking shit. Or go ahead, you know, you know, try something different. Try making a movie out of it. Like I, I, I don't feel an ownership to whatever the original I experienced. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm a mustache, though, right? Come on. You okay with the no mustache? All right, Luigi can have no mustache. It's entirely possible. Okay, look up a picture of Luigi without a mustache. See how he looks. He's got to look terrifying. <laughs> Come, on, Come on, Tony. You can't. You can't. You, you can't, can't deny Luigi his ability to, to shave his own mustache. Bro. Come on. I'm looking at Mario Bros. right now without mustache. Let's see. If I get nightmares tonight, Tony, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Brothers, no mustache. Oh, sure. it is, Mario Brothers, no mustache. Oh my god, Mario looks so weird. See, they got pictures of him right now. Even Waluigi doesn't have one. Okay, here's a picture right here. Yeah, no thanks. Come on, Tony. Come on. Come on, Tony. Oh, I've seen these before. Yeah, look at how innocent and clean they are. This is so wrong. <laughs> like young. Like young snappers. Yeah, they look. Yeah, they look young. They look at kids. Yeah, it's just weird. Like the, it's like the rap, rap one. Somebody said no. Put it back. 
Man, they look like kids now. That's weird. Oh, gracias. All right, moving on. What do we got next? What do we got next? 1993's Super Mario Brothers. Super body, my friend. Uh, uh, <laughs> the the nineteen ninety three um, movies that were also video games. Oh, that was that was fun, wasn't it? You remember those times? Anyway, <laughs> this is a certified pile of shit, and I'm <laughs> doubling down on um, My word. If there was one thing you could be like, oh yeah, if I wanted to watch a rubbish film that was Nightmare Fuel, yeah, this one's a dollar. But no, this is a pile of shit and double down it for everyone. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I don't think they uh, understand that they like. lose points when they double down on shit. No, no they think they're going to get extra points for it. Sorry, Reed, but the princess is another castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What was that from? They died when all their all their lives are over. That's all. All lives are over. This is the die. <laughs> oh, Reed's all his cords. Worst two sounds okay. back back to back. Okay, you can't even continue. Reed. You can't come. You had a quarter, bro. You're you can't done. even come back. Yep. You're done. Oh, so what's he had now? No points? It's like negative. Yeah, he's down he's four. negative. He had four. Right. So he lost he lost to all but one. Oh man. Oof. I love how you're so happy he's like he used to start laughing. Man, this is a pile <laughs> of shit. I threw up yeah, many times while I was you. working out. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Arnold? I threw up, man. I threw up. I just want to see the adventure of them fucking fixing toilets and sinks and shit. Man. All right, next. Here we go. Mario. Okay, I saw you make me watch my film. It's not like a video game. I think uh, Tony, Tony, he's giving me, say, Lord Dollar. And the uh, tall white guy, yeah, he's giving me, say, waste of time. And Alfonso, you're giving me also a Lord Dollar. Bad boy mm. for life. Whew, so close. Almost, almost. Yeah, but he didn't close. get three points, which is good. And that that's big because that puts him up to nine. Shit, son. Dang. You know, it's funny. You you can tell that Evan uh, has a small child in the house. Although Art has small children in the house, too. And he's like, motherfuck this and motherfuck that. Um, Evan, Evan's calls are always PG-13. Hmm. Come on. Don't me. <laughs> Who's your daddy and what does he do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Stop it! <laughs> it's not a puma. Not a puma. They have, like, on a, it's a realmofdarkness.net. 
it's where they have a bunch of different soundboards. If you go to Arnold, they have like one for every movie he's had. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's pretty great. He's got, there's even one from his DVD commentary. Oh, oh shit. Amazing. Wait, what My movie did he do? Sunglasses were damaged. <laughs> My sunglasses were damaged. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true life? I'm guessing that's a Terminator. Yeah. T2. His glasses, his sunglasses are definitely damaged. Yeah. Destruction broker. It's got to be. Yeah, I've listened to. I don't think he does a commentary for Terminator 2. No? No? What is this for then? I'm back. I'm See? back. I'm a construction okay. worker. This is my job. I'm a construction worker. Oh, this is my job. If you believe Rico. that, he also yeah. believed there are Richard Simmons Juniors running around. Does <laughs> 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 the kid wear lipstick or what is that? Okay. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Where do I come from? Cherubrusco in Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. That's just... I remember every minute of it. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. That is funny. <laughs> that is funny. Now I'm enjoying that's... it already. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> yes. All right, all right, all right. Moving on. All right. What? Oh, yeah, Donaldo. Yeah. Mario Brothers. Love the game. Terrible movie. <laughs> but I have this gut feeling that Tony is going to give it a dollar. Oh. Yes. Fonzo <laughs> will give it a waste of time, and Harley will give it a polish shit. Oh, yeah, no. those are my picks. Take it easy, guys. Have a good week. Bad boys for life. Two points. That's not bad. That's not bad. Hey, up, D. Yeah. Been hanging there. Don't be bet like the mother fool. Some clowns over it there. It felt fantastic. Dang. I need to listen to all of these so I can find good spots to drop them. And that's what it. We got. To, what we got. Um, unfortunately, Reed is uh, in last place with one point. Art with five, Donaldo with six, and Evan with nine. All right. What can they so, bet on next week? Uh, Fonzo, you got the homework. And we're only going to do homework. one. Yeah. I was inspired by that fucking fast nine note. Um, Noise about fucking them going to space next and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Of course they are. But there's one movie that I haven't seen in the fucking franchise, and I'm ashamed to haven't seen it yet. So, what Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I never saw that one either. Directed by David Lynch. Starring Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham and Idris Elba. I mean, come on. Come on, right then, right there, all three, right there. Come on, what's not to like? Yeah, I don't know how how it did. Yeah, but the same guy directed Atomic Blonde and produced John Wick. He's a stuntman. He does a lot of stunts. 
Oh, the director? Stunt coordinator for Tron Legacy, Ninja Assassin, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, Bangkok Dangerous. Hmm. So yeah, I want to check that out. So it's been, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I feel like it's void in my my uh, movie watching where I haven't seen, you know, unless it's Fast and Furious present, but it's still in France. It's still in the in that world, in the universe. So. So that'll be next week. So again, tournament starts next week. Tournament, Tournamento de Muerte. And uh, we'll, we're doing one movie at a time on homework. And just and some of us have watched some extras, which we'll throw those in there. But if not, we'll just do uh, the tournament. So Tony will revise it. And not, they'll be able to see how the bracket looks, Tony. Like where each one's. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to try and make it so they can see it. So you'll see where you guys stand, which, who's going against who. And we've got a special contestant joining us too, Zappy Scott, wanted to chime in. So um, he's just playing for fun. Uh, and if he wins, a damn shame for all y'all, man. So and we've got the three picks. And like Tony said, we're going to try to make it go over to August. Out of August. So October for spooky season to be perfect. And um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So like I said, everyone's already um, sent us their videos. So everyone's locked in. We've got the picks. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. That's what we yeah, do. I'm. I'm. I, I saw some of the picks, and I'm like, I got excited. Right? They're just <laughs> so different, and like, yeah, different emotions, different. You know, I'm. What I'm curious about is is Tony's fucking uh, metric, like how he's gonna go about. Good point. Um, you know, because he might have to create a whole new metric for this. Yeah. Right. So yeah, be curious. So. So yeah, thanks guys for you know giving us your picks, and uh, yeah, it should be fun. Like I said, I want to do something for October, something different, and uh, but that that would work. So even if they're all just like you know favorite slasher kills, like no, nah, we wanted to make them all to the spectrum. But, and, and fucking Tony, I did the Coco sounder and that fucking sounder, man, I can't believe the what? Fucker, you put the set the Coco sounder. In the, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you reckon that probably nobody did, but the the that like Mexican sound at the beginning. Let's see if we can hear. Where'd it go? Here. It's time for Tornamento de Muerto. This part. This is from Guacamole. Where the bad boys perform an autopsy on your picks to determine the best on-screen death. <laughs> Let's meet our contestant. And that sound was yeah. an Aztec death whistle. The death... Have you, have you heard of those? What? Yeah, there's this thing called an Aztec death whistle. Uh, if you look it up, it's uh, it's like they would... It's like blowing... You know, like when you blow a conch, but instead you blow this... like It's like a little carved skull... And it makes that sound. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Damn. Deep. That's uh, awesome. All right. I'll keep playing it so we can hear the rest of it. It's time for autopsy on your picks to determine the best on-screen death. Let's meet our contestants. Karoshi Kiwi, Adima Evan. What's that? That's the Haka, right? Yeah, that's the Haka. And 
ordinary college. This is a banjo. Yeah, it's a banjo song. Drowning D. The girl from Ipanema goes walking and. And suicide. I don't know that reference. I don't know that. That, that, I was reaching. I was like, he's, he's, he's from Ipanema, right? That's, that's where he's from. But which one? He's, he's, that's where he's from, right? He's from wherever that fuck Ipanema is. (laughs) Give give him shit about what island he's from. Yeah, okay. Puerto Rican, right? That's the, his actual place. Side Scott. I wish I was a Let's open. And that's more that he just wants to play with the big boys. Exactly. That yeah, and then the death march. Nicely done, dude. Very nice. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. So we'll see. Good luck to all the contestants, and uh, we'll we'll start it all. We'll start it next week. I'm looking forward to. It. Same here. Man, how's y'all's weekends, man? What y'all do? Uh, I played a video game with my brother Chris, who's about to become a father. So I'm trying to get, keep him distracted as long as I can. Um, Baby, uh, do uh, this like like in the uh, before his birthday, and his birthday is the 23rd of September. So like any time, you know, in the next few weeks. Are your parents going to go down there when they have? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about any plans. Like, I'm not going. I'm not going to risk their baby. I'm not going to. It's like, if we go out there, we have to go and then quarantine for two weeks before we can visit them. Like, I'm not going to risk that shit. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be all Zoom. That's true. Yeah. Zoom calls or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so I just played a, Borderlands 3 had a DLC come out on Thursday. Um, the last one. Or the or the fourth one. Uh, everyone assumes it's the last one because there's a whole new, you know, uh, generation of uh, consoles coming out. Um, but yeah, so that was a, that was fun. Just just the prices spent... for those new ones. What's that? Are the prices for those new ones. I haven't been keeping up. They're five hundred, six hundred, or something. Like they're expensive. I mean, they're full on, you know, computers with massive graphics cards. That the the size of the boxes is mostly a fan to keep the thing cool. So, but yeah, that's the highlight of my weekend. The rest of it was just you know typical CrossFit, yoga, swap meet shit. Like nothing, nothing exciting. Swap meet? You guys got a swap meet down there? We have a swap meet up here. Yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, um, is it like indoor or outdoor? It's outdoor and it's tiny. Um, okay. it's like a quarter the size of the old Oceanside one. Okay, well they sell it. Yeah, it's mostly it's it's a. Uh, Mostly shops that you know have you know new items. There's very little, um, you know, garage sale type of lots. There's mm-hmm. a lot of plants, a lot, a lot of plants, um, a lot of fruits you know, that people are sending. A lot of farms, farms go there and sell there, and that's what most people go there for is for getting their their fruits and veggies. Um, but yeah, it's it's a chill chill little stroll. It's like maybe ten fifteen minutes away from our our place. Which is about the drive that we would take to Oceanside from San Marcos, anyway. So, so yeah, it's our our little uh, the we've we've been missing it, and we found this place, and it 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 it's okay. okay. Nothing nothing compares to the Oceanside place, though. Yeah. yeah. See, I had to work on Saturday, a little overtime, and uh, I only had two jobs, so 
it was kind of nice. And uh, came home, relaxed a little bit, and then uh, had movie night, and the crew's friend came over, spent the night, they were hanging out. And then uh, I went to the store real quick, I'm like, you know, I need to make some breakfast. So we already had bacon, but I wanted to get some, some maple, you know, some sausage, some pancake mix, and just went to town. And it was like some pancakes, some sausage, some bacon, got some orange juice, some milk, and uh, yeah, man, just you know, start kicking away listening to podcasts. And in fact, they were doing their their, their favorite, uh, they were doing a countdown of like the, the the best action movies. So it's kind of funny to hear their cool. and stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and breakfast and chill, chilled, watched some football today with no crowd. But apparently, NFL Films gave all the teams audio clips of uh, their their actual stadium noise from their actual stadium. And not only that, but they went even nerdier than that. Where they went to the they, as far as if you got if you get a fourth and one and, and you make it, they have the cheer of your stadium when the last time you made a fourth and one. Whoa. So, when they gave it to them, I'm like, wow, that's that's full on nerd. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm sure season Timmy holders can go, and uh, and you know, they'll be separated, but yeah, they're not at full capacity. But it was interesting. I was hoping my two supervisors' teams would fucking lose, and they were losing first half. All of a sudden, they can make a comeback. Fucking Bears and Raiders, son of a bitch. So, and your boy Rivers is now with the Colts, Harley. I don't know if you oh, really? Yeah. They've been the Jaguars. Yeah, so it's weird to see them in a different uniform. Yeah, didn't, isn't a Tom Brady in the fucking... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I saw a play, and he got he, he got a pick six. <laughs> and you can, and actually on TV, you heard him go, fuck! And then the sound went off. It's pretty funny. Uh-huh. It's funny. Oh, shout out to the Lakers, too. Make it to the Western Conference Finals. They get fucking crap out of fucking rockets. There's a lot of times that there's no crowd noise. You can hear everything on the, on the floor. But there's a delay, 10 second delay, because they'll be playing out here. All you see, like, ah, start screaming, and it just goes quiet. All you hear is the announcers, and then it'll stop, and you can hear everything around you. It's funny. So you can tell they're cursing, you know? Some funny little ball was playing out of his mind, and the whole team's just been playing great in the shutdown defense, and it's been awesome to watch. So, that's my weekend. Too hard. I got my motherfucking job back. Oh, what? what? Yeah, they called me. They called me. Uh, yeah, the second in command of the company called me on. Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. On uh, Tuesday, I believe. Don't bullshit me. And yeah, and she was like, uh, "How's it going?" And I was like, "Good," because they're they're I, you know I I keep in touch with my buddy. And uh, that's been there for 10 years, you know, and, uh, you know, from a management standpoint, they, they're doing all kinds of weird shit. Like uh, most of the, you know, they fired some people and moved some people around that shouldn't have been moved. And so there's some weird stuff. They're hiring call centers to to handle tech calls. That's all kinds of weird shit. So it's like uh, that throwing shit, throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks kind of thing. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how the company will do if it'll leave me around 10 years from now. We'll see. But um, anyways, long story short, yeah, I got called back on Tuesday and she and I said, I said, yeah, sure. 
And uh, she says, when do, when do you think you could start? And I was like, I don't know. When, when can you give me my shit? You know? <laughs> so she was like, I can have, I can have the guy bring break. Cause the, all the equipment and st- the main office now is up in Ashland and read to and to talk to uh, briefly. Um, several of my coworkers have been evacuated. Um, fortunately, nobody's lost any, any homes or anything. Um, several hundred homes burned down right on the other side of the border up here in, in Oregon, uh, outside of Ashland, which is where, um, my company's more or less headed, uh, the CEO lives there and, and stuff. So, um, fortunately nobody lost their homes that I know. Um, but yeah, the air quality is pretty atrocious. It was atrocious here all weekend long. So we just stayed in the house because it, it literally, like if you go, if you check like air quality, mm-hmm. um, the weather, the it's hazardous. So it's like Damn. stay in home and all costs kind of thing. Uh, it's like those pictures of Beijing when the smog is bad. So, uh, so yeah, it, the weather's been really gross, but, um, yeah, no, I start, I started back on uh, Thursday and was more or less totally up and running on Friday. Luckily, um, they gave me my old computer. And so all my bookmarks, all my emails, like everything was still on it. So, um, Truth be told, I ended up just getting a five week. That's how long I was unemployed for five weeks, and uh, I got a five week vacation. Hey, <laughs> wow! I mean, I haven't got my fucking unemployment check, but right. they owe it to me. I should get yeah. it. So, um, yeah, I got hired back. Same, right on, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, same yeah. pay, of course, and yeah. um, I mean, it's a it's a clusterfuck. They sure um, there's like. 50 tickets that that me and my guys have to go through it's mm. it's they let it get so ugly i'm sure higher i'm sure calling me was the last thing they wanted to do um but they don't have any they don't have anybody in nobody nobody the siskiyou county is so small it's so community um it's such a small community that they even if they ran the ad for the position, they, they, they wouldn't be able to find anybody that could do the job. And the fact that I know everybody at work, I know how everything works, you know, but it just goes to show that they had no idea what they were doing when they laid me off. Cause five weeks later, they're completely fucking backed up beyond anything. And, and they're desperate for help. So shit, I might be laid off in another six months from now. I don't know. We'll find out. Jesus. So, What's that? But in, but in the positive. meantime, I'm, I'm getting You're paid. back. And I'm yeah, back, and I'm back. sitting at my desk. And they gave me two monitors this time. So, Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Good job, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool, man. Like I said, that's gonna, I think that's going to do it right there. It's already two past 12. Uh, it's harder now with the kids starting school this week, so i got to get up early now. It sucks. Yeah, same here. i got to wake yeah. up at fucking 7.30, and i got to mm-hmm. be at my desk at 8. Yeah, and the kids get their first meeting at 7.45 tomorrow. It's like, why oh, 7.45? I'm busy tough. tomorrow. We've got an appointment. Yeah. We've got one kind of store. And hopefully the internet doesn't crash. Yeah. Uh, that's episode 519 of the Bad Boys Podcast. We just randomly ranted all things movies. Y'all thank all you guys for coming in and making free picks. Just to me, appreciate y'all. Love the Bad Boys family. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we ride together. Harley, we die together. 
MCP, bad boys for life.